Hello, lady men, gentle ladies, and in-betweeners. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Alexander, here for On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix. Let the drinks begin. Um, it's all over the boards here with talent as we welcome storyteller, comedian, host, the wonderful Beth Lapidus, filmmaker and here TV, the advocates Billy Clift, solo performer from his one new man show, Einstein, Jack Fry, and special dropped in out of nowhere, the talented, uh, award-winning musical director, a songwriter, singer, producer, and pianist Mitch Kaplan, and my special guest co-host, Spitfire actress and host Christy Carpenter. Let the games begin. <laughs> And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Oh my god, it's going to be such a bumpy night. Thank you. Oh, look at that, that big crowd we have going there. Tonight we have brainiacs, we have gays, straights, veterans, newbies. It's all a mashup of greatness. And vodka. It's already been chilling. Uh, today is National HIV Testing Day. Go get tested. It's the responsible thing to do. God, I wish I had a reason to go get tested. Like I, I, just, I just swear. It's been a slow summer for Papa here. You know, some places give out gift cards or so, stuff. When you, oh, yeah. That's something new, that they're giving out stuff for going. Um, in West Hollywood, they're giving away Starbucks, Target cards. I'm like, how many locations do you have? I want to hit them all up oh, and get, like, you know, idea. like a new stereo or something. Do people even say new stereo? They don't say no, that. I just aged that. myself. Nope. Oh, Lord. Uh, stereo. Yes. Right? No, like iPod. <laughs> no, not even iPod. Well, you need a wireless speaker, Bluetooth connection. Oh, there we go. The youth want. of our nation right there. There we go. That, that's why we have Chrissy here. Um, but when you go, like I remember my first time, they ask you so many questions afterwards. Like, you know, how many partners have you had? What were you wearing? What music was playing? Like, it's so intrusive. But the first time I went, there was this really hot guy asking the questions. Ooh. And I thought... God, he's going to judge me like I'm such a prude. I haven't been with that many people or I've been with too many people. So I was trying to adjust my questions to what I thought, you know, at the end of the day. I'm like, how many guys does he see in a day? Like, he's going to be like... Hey, here's my number. Give me a call. If, if After the medicine kicks in, right? If, if you're wearing that snazzy outfit, I, he might have called you. I don't know. Somebody called me nerdy the other day. What? They said I was like uh, like a nerdy version of Ricardo, Malt- Ricardo Montalban. I'm like, that's, that's, like a, that's like high praise indeed. How dare you? Anyway. You rock a good pocket square, okay? Thank you. you thank you. But it square. slips down. They make the pocket so long. Mm. And then so all the time they tell you, attach it to a card. Why don't they just make the pocket smaller yeah, or the pocket yeah, square I mean, bigger? What are you going to put in there? What's going on, men's warehouse? <laughs> You're going to like the way you look? Well, I don't. Let's call him up right now. Tony, get him on the phone. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, today's show is brought to you by Hotel Fusion, the hidden gem of Union Square in San Francisco. Uh, one of our On the Rocks regulars and Bravo TV sweetheart, Craig Ramsey, will be there Sunday and Monday, July 9th and 10th for Stretch a Reason to Wine, where he mixes yoga and stretching with wine tasting. Okay. I'll go for half of it. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but for tickets, go ahead and head over to Eventbrite or look up Hotel Fusion on Facebook and Instagram. It's a beautiful, beautiful hotel. I stayed there a few weeks ago doing live, some live streaming. They had me work as a bartender at their Ooh. club, and then they had me work as a maid and do a room. <laughs> 
They had to call in the real maid after I was done. Well, and I had open bar that whole weekend. Yikes. Um, hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, Satchel, TuneIn, iTunes, and of course, we are streaming on Facebook Live, on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, who knew, and nationally on Reverie Network, which yeah, you are yeah. also on, Chrissy. My mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room on UBNRadio.com, also on Facebook. She's answering all your questions. She's done research. She knows her stuff. She's having her own little drinky poo. Don't let her just sit there. Talk to her because she'll just end up a mess and I'll have a new daddy by the end of the show. Uh, Tony, Tony, um, as, as our listeners know, our, our engineer, Kurt, is out interning. So we have actually the owner of the station, Tony Sweet. So glad you dressed up. You look like a painter I didn't Thank pay. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Tony, what's your advice for the day? Well, I thought for the... Why do you have reverb on yourself? Do I? What is this, a disco tech? Oh, I was singing earlier, sorry. Oh, God. Um, no, the, the best advice for the millennials is in case of a fire, go outside before you tweet. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> oh I God, just couldn't totally. decide what to do first. <laughs> I know. It's true. But you see pictures of stuff going on. You're like, wait, who stopped and took that picture? Actually, There's like a baby right. falling and stuff. And I mean, <laughs> come on. I can't even log in on time oh. to capture like a slow moving Winnebago. Oh. <laughs> thank you for that advice, Tony. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, check out my review of TNT's Claws, the new girl-ass-kicking uh, girl girl show. Um, you guys, it's amazing. Uh, on my regular entertainment report on Bear World Magazine, uh, check out Bear World Magazine on Facebook, Instagram, and online. I tell it like it is. I give real movie reviews. I also did my review for Dinner with Beatrice. I was ready for dessert, but we didn't get to dessert. <laughs> oh, poor Beatrice. Um, check out my picture. This last week, I was a guest on the Inside Noise show. Check it out on Reverie. Go like them on Facebook. We're going to talk more about that. A big happy birthday to Helen Keller. It's her birthday. It's her birthday. Now, I want to tell my listeners, I have received a few angry emails because I often joke about Helen Keller. Okay. Okay. I want you to know, I know Helen Keller's work, and I have such great respect. Uh, she was an author, political activist, lecturer. I mean, up to her dying day. Like, she did a lot of stuff. Um, and so as far as my Helen Keller jokes, I called her, and I apologized. <laughs> she gave me the silent treatment. And so, you know, all I can do is apologize, Aww. Helen Keller. No, but honestly, I I forgot like how much she really achieved because you know I've seen the Miracle Worker and that's where I end there. No, there's like Miracle <laughs> Worker Part Two, Three, Four, Five. She did a lot of stuff. Uh, all right, um, you guys are so quiet. Feel free to chime in. That's my next movie then, Helen Keller Two, Three, Four, and Five. Who would you cast though? Because you always cast like these iconic drag queens in it. No, why not an iconic drag queen? You know? As Helen Keller? <laughs> there won't be any uprising from there. <laughs> no. Totally different mood. Can you imagine the Helen Keller estate, like pickets? Hey, they lip sync, right? I mean... they lip oh, my sync. God. Well, that hand sync for your life. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the hand drive from Greece. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let me formally introduce my co-host for today. Uh, Chrissy is uh, spunky, comedic, and outgoing. Hey, She's hey. an American Academy of Dramatic Arts alumni. True that. Uh, Chrissy has her hand in many pots, including acting, hosting, comedy, and writing. Bring her a pot, and chances are she'll put her hand in it. Oh, I won't my. even ask what's in it. I'll just yeah. put my hand in it. There's so many things I could say for that, but this is a family <laughs> show. Is it? <laughs> well, is it? Is it? Along with acting and hosting, Chrissy likes to shoot off her sassy mouth and dazzle and delight people with her wit and candor. She is host of the Inside Noise Show, Damn. where Hollywood meets comedy, and I love it. Um, she's an Air Force baby. She has Damn. lived all over the world and even lived in Saudi Arabia from the ages of 12 to 15. We're going to wow. talk about that. Wow. Yeah. But now wow. we have her here in L.A. <laughs> Chrissy Carpenter, welcome. Welcome as my, thank as my you, guest. Thank friend. you. Very excited to be here. 
Okay, so I was on your show this last you week. You were on my show. And I sat down and was like, oh my God, what is happening? Number one, you a tape at Mixology 101 at we the do. Grove. Yes. With like the most amazing backdrop. It's a beautiful backdrop. Wow. Every I, day I'm like, they're going to kick me out soon. They're just, it's going to happen today. They're like, get the hell out of here, girlfriend. But it hasn't happened yet, so pretty happy about that. Well, it's fabulous. And you're at the same spot where Mario Lopez used to film there well, for Extra. That's what you happened. took over for Mario. I took over for Mario. He left, and I had a little connection, and I met with the head of booking, and I was like, she's not going to let me do my show here. And uh, she gave me a trial run, and then she really liked it. And she's like, I will now tell the owner, and you can stay. I was like, oh, the owner didn't know I was here. And they're like, who's this with all this equipment? Don't mind her. Don't mind (laughs) her. Don't mind the lights, the cameras. (laughs) We're very short. Can they even see you over the bar? No, it's very hard. Very hard. (laughs) They just see, like, the top of your hair. Like, like Jaws, like, don't know. Here she is. That's why I get away with it. They can't even see me. No, but we're going to talk about this today. Every person here has just not taken no. They just ask. Unless you ask and, like, promote yourself, the worst thing you're going to get is a no or, hey, call me in six months or five years or ten years. But this is is how it's done. This This is is how how it's done, done. hard workers in entertainment. Yes. It's the only way. Yeah. You know the great phrase about um, just do it and then ask for forgiveness later? All about it. Or don't. Right, Beth? Why ask for forgiveness? (laughs) How many years later you're still doing it and you're just like, (laughs) apologize to who? I don't care. Um, But I want to talk about, and, and Beth, you also have your own podcast. Running and managing your own podcast is like a life in itself. People think that, oh, it's a microphone and you can record in your garage or car. No, bitches. It's more than that. No, it's so much more. It's and, and less also. <laughs> That's true, right? You put all this work in, and it's like an hour, an hour and a half right. later, and you're like, oh, well, I guess we're done. You know, nobody thinks about the constant promotion no, you the have to ed- do, the editing, the, editing, the updating mean, of the site, yeah, right? Yeah, the booking. I the mean, booking. you know, booking the, is huge. the booking, the booking, the booking, yes. the booking, the music, the you know, yes. yeah, all of it. And every now and then you'll have like a major superstar like drop in out of the blue, like Mitch Kaplan, and be like, hey, I can be on the show. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like we don't have a mic for you. Sorry, I'm sharing. <laughs> yes, it's all good. Sure. There we go. There we go. Um, but it is a lot of work, and you do this along with your auditioning and yes, being... my auditioning, and I'm co-writing a miniseries right now. So you know, you just you just got to make shit happen. I'm a firm believer of make it happen, man. Don't wait for the door. Make the door. <laughs> make the door. Make the door. Speaking Create the door. I like get the chainsaw out and like tear yes. that door down. Yes. There's our how picture there. Drink, how many drinks can we have? Oh, I'm, 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 I, I honestly have a bottle I, down I, here, Jack Fry. Okay. Look, I would, oh my God. You don't have to pace yourself. Just tip okay. it back, my friend. Jack's like, I, if I'm, I'm going to make here. a door, I'm going to need help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you drinking, Jack? Well, at do, first oh, I thought drink. it was like, you know, uh, water. And right. I thought, well, why is he giving me water? Didn't he just say vodka? And I, I did say I just vodka. Say and now you're halfway through. So what do you think, Jack? What you got going on? Jack Fry, this will be like a whole new show. Like Einstein, you know, has a few. That'll be the sequel to Einstein. Yeah. How did you know that? Well, you know, we'll write it right I'm intuitive. Now. <laughs> Actually, after I drink, I I feel like I am intuitive, and I tell people the future, even though oh, it's I'm not sure. at all true. <laughs> feel like you're intuitive. Yeah, right. I'm like I can feel, and it's usually like a movie plot line, and sometimes it's spot on. I'm like, do you write these things down? No, no, because I tell people, like oh, my right. Uber drivers mm. especially, I'm oh. like, you're going to be on a big ship and Leonardo DiCaprio's going to be there and it's going to sink. And I'm like, oh my God, that happened. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Well, this is great. I feel like I'm on the Titanic here drinking. Because <laughs> it's going down in oh, flames? flames. <laughs> Thanks, Jack Fry. What a compliment. The iceberg is coming. <laughs> yes. All right, I'll have another drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst insult I got was from Lainey Kazan. She was like, it was fine, but no bagels. I was like, sorry, girl. <laughs> there you go now. <laughs> yeah, who has bagels at night? I guess she does. All right, Lainey. Um, but how many hours do you think you spend on on the show? Uh, I spend 
I would spend probably like 10 to 12 hours a week with all the stuff you have to do with it. Plus all the social media posting. Yes. That's what gets me in bed. You do social a lot of this media. too. Social media. Yeah, you just have to count, like take four hours out of every day yes. and just go, Isn't it? there are four hours I can do nothing mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. What kills me is when you spend so much time tagging and posting and hashtagging <laughs> and then it's like, it just posts the picture with no verbiage and I want to <laughs> throw like, the... the front door. Yes. And then nobody listens to the show. <laughs> yes, it's like, like oh, it's all over <laughs> from here. Um, but what is the Inside Show? The Inside Noise Show, so I really designed the show, well, I'm an actress as I stated, but I wanted to create a platform for people who were up and coming in the industry who weren't really quite up at the pinnacle yet. Because I, I was on it last week, what do you mean? <laughs> Not at the top. Listen, you know, you're Only time I've been on top. I'm like catching <laughs> people coming down. Get those two. You know what? Those two. Those Tara Reid is on the next exactly. week. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I like her. No, I love her. <laughs> and I just wanted to create a platform where we could promote these people. I feel like a lot of people out here are pursuing their dreams in all sorts of fashion. I wanted people to be able to tune in and to laugh, have a, a good time, way. and to be able to relate with everybody's struggle. And then in addition for selfish purposes, I feel like as an actress, when you meet people in this town, everyone's like, all right, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? And so I wanted also to be able to create real authentic relationships with people and then maybe we can work together in the future. That is key. Yeah. It's like is networking. There drinking? Is there drinking? Oh, we're That's at a bar, problem. darling. Yes. Yeah, but you guys don't yeah. drink. Like, I, I mean, you can drink. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, feel free to drink all you like. I pre-gamed in the parking lot, I'll tell you, you that much. <laughs> the security was like, what's going on? I'm like, it's the Grove. Leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to talk to you about your red carpet because you also do a lot of red carpet interviews. Red carpet interviews is something that I don't like to do I and I haven't mastered. Say, I, this is what I was about to say. I did do some red carpet and I realized that I hate them okay. and I'm sorry. You're so honest I'm about it, which I love. Because I like to research people and I like to find out interesting things. I like to go back through their history and when you're on red carpet, nobody effing tells you who's going to show up until literally they're standing right there. Or they there. give you this like 10 page yeah. and you're like, yeah. who, what are you And sometimes, at some events, people can just pay the fucking VIP rate and get on the red carpet and so yes. they're like, this is uh, Susanna blah 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 here and I'm like, Susanna, I don't know what the hell to ask you girl and I don't want to be like, what's your next project and how do you feel about that because that's boring. And they've it's been asked that same question the whole yeah. time. So unless um, you're paying me a lot of money, I'm not doing red carpet. I'm just saying, oh. put it out there. You heard it here first. Yep. Yeah. Not doing Lots it. of moolah. <laughs> and they always say, it'll be great opportunity. I'm like, yeah, no. for, because... No. And because I want to be in front of the camera asking funny questions, right. and all you're going to see is my hand doing yes, this. Yes, no, girl. No, and then I'm going to edit that shit and put 12 more hours into my week. I can't no. edit. Beth, do you edit no. your, your own stuff? No. <laughs> yeah, I have no patience. <laughs> Honesty. No. Yes. Yes. You know, so I don't push the show? buttons. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Is it you live edit? You're live editing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Talented man edit. over there. Well, I wouldn't say that. He's just doing. <laughs> he's sitting there. He's just seat warming yeah, right he now. Shut your mind off. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing words with friends. He with I his mom. Hear him sing. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Put that echo on. Hey. <laughs> oh my god. But editing is a pain in the ass. Now, Billy, you edit a lot of your own projects. Almost everyone. In fact, like tomorrow's your editing day, right? Yeah. I'm How many hours do you think? Oh god. How many hours do you think you're going to be there? Oh. 14. Yeah. Get it. You know, I'll yes. get up in the morning and start editing. And, and you know, uh, every, and when I can't, I get up and I just walk around. And I get something to eat. That's why I'm so skinny. Yep. Looking <laughs> <laughs> hot. Looking hot. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And then I uh, go back and sit down because you constantly are like reevaluating what you did and trying to figure out and see it. Like, well, and there's so much. The, the only that. thing is, yeah. I mean, I do edit, obviously. That was a wishful no. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, there is magic to editing where it, it, there is a part, if you're editing something you love, which you didn't, 
you know, if it's mm-hmm. not like an assigned red carpet, like what right, was your next right, project, right. where the thing takes shape in a yeah. magical way. It's a different and it, uh, storytelling. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we when we were editing the Uncabaret episodes, yeah. I mean, we went back and forth and you say, this is one show and this is a different show. And which one do you want it to be? And there is magic to editing. Oh, yeah. yeah, at least complete control yeah. of your story. I was going to say, or you have control issues, which I may or may not. That has not been determined. <laughs> I do, yet. too. But still, just no, that, like, you're, you're able to create a whole exactly what you want to see sometimes, you know, and I always Billy, get, get closer to the microphone oh, yeah. here. I'm always Ooh, uh, here, here. There, yeah. there you go. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I always am like, uh, like going, okay, how do I want to feel right now? And I'm like going, okay, I need to find a reaction because, of course, it's typically by reaction that you're going to tell the audience how to feel. So the, you're going to like jump to somebody's going, oh, or. <gasps> Or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may yeah. be, and you're going to assist in that reaction. And it's so much fun, especially when you're doing a feature and you're constantly like, doing really great close ups. You could be taking a, a reaction from a totally different scene, yeah, from a compl- you know, way, way different, you know. And I learned years ago that they could be wearing a different outfit and nobody knows right. because it's oh, that yeah. quick, yeah, but yeah, As continuity. I, sho- I was shocked. It's interesting when you have a dr- you know, you're doing drama narrative, you have that back and forth with comedy. There's the audience shots, which is kind of a cheap way to tell yeah. people. How. So you know, you sort of want to be able to get it without cutting to the audience, but you sometimes do. Audi- but you, but you sometimes, sometimes do. Yeah. You sometimes sometimes you have, have to. to. Yeah, it's like okay. And it's you can edit around good. bad acting too. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, well, you hear. Oh, definitely. Well, you yeah. hear. That's my favorite. You hear the famous. <laughs> act, you know, if you know editors in Hollywood, you know which actresses. Yeah. I I actually do yeah, know. All, all of a day. sudden, that, that how dare you, Jack Fry? <laughs> all of a sudden, that twenty minute scene, that one girl's just going. <clears throat> There's one notorious actress in Hollywood that she still gets a roles, and I know for a fact that they have to cut around everything. And if you pay attention to her time on screen, you're like, wow, she just kept going. <laughs> Are you Charlie Chaplin's daughter? Like, what is happening? Say something, girl. She was terrible. Yeah. She still gets parts. <laughs> who did she sleep with to get that far? Can I have their you number? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who it is after the, 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 the show. Right, right, right. Um, Chrissy, I want to talk about you moving around everywhere. Oh, yes. I hate change so much in terms of, like, I need my home base. Okay. And, Billy, we talked about this the other day. Were you, like... You work so hard and and you're just all over the place. You need your home base where you just know what it's going to feel like and smell like and your furniture and your junk and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you ha- you were an Air Force baby, so you have been all over the place. Um, you know, now I kind of like having a home base, but I, I really cannot imagine living a life like that. And one thing that I say about living in Saudi Arabia, which which was amazing, actually, one of the best experiences of my life, is I went to an international school. So we had 40 different nationalities, and it, it was just I don't ever remember bullying being a thing. I mean, people mm. had, like, you know, definitely groups that they hung out with, but nobody picked on anybody because of how they looked, what they believed, and what their religion was. It was just this innate thing that everybody had. Interesting. Where they, everyone was just cool and respectful to everyone. And even still to this day, I have people that, you know, live in L.A., don't live in L.A., and you will go to the ends of the earth to visit them. It is the weirdest thing that how I have ever experienced. Cool. It. Yeah. it was it was amazing. How it, diverse was it? it? We had 40 different nationalities. So, I mean, you had, you know, people from the Middle East, from Sweden, from Africa. Africa, like anywhere you could possibly imagine, they were there. And I want to go to that potluck. You know that day at school where you bring, yeah. like, you're like, can you <laughs> imagine food. that? Right? Yeah. And then some you open it up and go, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'll still try it. Hello. Why is it wiggling? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Why is it wiggling? Right. I mean, my. my like the Adam's family, <laughs> right? you know? Oh, right. well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, my dad was a huge stickler of, like, be polite. And if you go somewhere and someone gives you food, you eat what it is. And one time mm. we were in Ireland and. We, he loves bed and breakfast, so we stayed at a bed and Blood breakfast. Blood sausage? Mm. Blood pudding. 
And, oh, yeah. and the lady yeah, brought us all blood pudding, and we all, there's four siblings, and we all just looked at my dad, and we're like, <laughs> Watch we are it. not. Dad, you go and first. He did. He was the only one who yeah. did it, and the lady was so nice, and she was like, I prepared a fresh this morning for you all. And, <laughs> really? and he just. It's OB negative. Yes. And he just. Bled the lamb in the bag. Oh, yeah. he dumped right into it and swallowed it, and we were just like, mm. oh, hell no. And what happened to your dad after that? He just politely swallowed. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. Thank you. It's not Look at the time. Bad. There's a wake in town. Gotta go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We split. Yeah. Um, but Saudi Arabia, you know, it's. So from what I would imagine, it's very stifling as as a girl growing up as as as. As did you ever wear a headscarf? Um, you know, I had to wear an abaya, so I did have to cover my body. I did. Um, you definitely have to live by the laws of the land, yeah. for sure. Um, there was only a couple times when I was in extremely traditional parts of the city where I where I personally wasn't asked to cover my head because a male would never speak to a female if you weren't part of the same family. So the religious police, who they call the Matawa, he spoke to my father and said, please ask your daughter to cover her hair. So that only happened twice. But, you know, I think because I was there at a little bit younger you age. You survived with your head. I so did survive. I, there, that is that is so true. They had something called Chop Chop Square. And if they found a Westerner, if you were down there on Sunday when they were doing Chop Chop Square, they would push you to the front so you could see the beheading. So you knew about Ooh. how oh my they... God. I mean, I never, obviously, like... My my dad would have never taken it. This is one of your best time. experiences of your life. It was. Wow. I mean, I didn't see beheading personally, but here's the thing, though. You know, honestly, yes, you'll have Saudis who are entitled, but I would say the majority of the people are very kind. So we did have a couple Saudi families who were friends with. Every time they came over, they brought us a gift of some sort. They were always very welcoming. When I was, I actually, the school I had had a great drama program. They would, came to all of my performances and brought me like roses and chocolate and all these kinds of things. So as a people, a lot of times they are very kind and, and giving, but um, of course you have people who are arrogant and would spit on you, but... Just yeah. be careful. There's always it. that. Yeah. There's always that. Export <laughs> women's rights to them. That'll slow them up a bit. Well, it hasn't <laughs> slowed them up at this point. <laughs> no. But that's such a the awkward age of, of growing up in, in like a foreign land, 12 to 15. Yeah. Although I wish I was mostly covered when I was 12 to 15. <laughs> right, My body right. was all over the place. Yeah. But. I mean, I have stories that seem so mild-mannered here, but I remember, you know, sneaking out was a really big thing, and it's not like there was a lot to do. But So me and a group of friends, we snuck out, and it was like probably, you know, one in the morning, and me and two girls, we dressed like boys, and then we left our compound that we lived on, and we walked in boys' clothing to a shopping center and walked around, which you're like, okay, big deal. But over there, and we were in the presence of men who were not part of our family, but over there, I mean, we would have gotten in all kinds of shit, because yeah. one, we weren't dressed in abayas, we were, you know, men who weren't part of our family, it's, you know, a whole big thing, but... Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think because I wasn't driving yet, it wasn't that big of a deal, and everybody family has a driver anyways, you just call up the driver, and they take you where you want to go, and they provide you with, like, Big ass, beautiful houses. You don't pay any housing. You don't pay any utilities whatsoever. You just, you know, provide for like food for your family. But so you can actually make a lot of money. And they would pay all of our initial vacations when we would go over there. So that part was amazing. So we did a lot of traveling when we lived there. Fascinating. It was. Huh. I could listen to like you tell stories like from this like, <laughs> yeah. like forever. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's your next travel podcast show. Right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would actually love to go back to Saudi, believe it or not. But you know, you'd be my tour guide because I'd be right? like, "What? <laughs> Where's McDonald's? <laughs> There's McDonald's." I would There's be McDonald's. so like you, unconsciously. You, you like, know what's really interesting there? I heard a story about uh, a comic. You know who the number one comic in Saudi Arabia yeah. is? No. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham, really? the, the ventriloquist. That and is interesting. They're, they're, uh, you would probably know this. Who is that? That the Latino uh, comic. He's sort of he's known as 
Oh, yeah. Fuzzy or... Iglesias. Fluffy. 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 He's their number two. and He's the one that said this story. I heard him on a special because he's in the cab and they're doing all these things and they're taking him there and the cab says, you're the number two comic here. The number... He goes, oh, well, I'm number two. Wait a minute, who's number one? <laughs> Jeff Dunham, I kill you. I kill you. <laughs> you know? And what they have to do is they have to sneak him into like a warehouse, like way out in the skirts of the that. city. Yeah, there's no and, comedy and, clubs. And it's like an underground, and they'll come by, and they'll be like three or 4,000 people there. And you know what? It's all the people wow. with money and part of the royal family who are yes. there. That's crazy. That's who's there. The royal family That's brings them there. in. Absolutely. That's, and, and they're paying these, you're going to pay me this much? Yep. When, when Fluffy is telling me, I, I've heard how much you get paid, wow. like with the you know, private jets. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, and it's, it's, but it's like an underground comedy thing and like nobody's supposed to know. It's like that kid's book, Go Dog Go, where they're all driving to the tree, you know, and they're driving <laughs> that big tree and the, I hate children, so I don't know anything <laughs> children yeah, yeah. related. So, I'm so uh, glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> like a that's, teacher from. That's my uh, teaching yeah. experience coming out, but I thought it was fascinating. That's you know. just, that is, yeah. Okay, yeah. so Beth, yeah. Uncabaret, Saudi Arabia. Let's just do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that budget? It's like, here's how I have it. They'd be like, oh. Even they would be like, I don't know if we could afford this. Well, we were just in Palm Springs, so I think. So you it's like, don't there's throw a, Yeah, it was hot, and it was, yeah. yeah. They yeah. yeah. the money. Similar temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I the only one who's actually drinking No, no. Oh, I'm, I'm done, done, by the way. Yeah, so, yes. All right, let me have more. Just real fast, I want to talk about Transformation Tuesday. I love doing this with my co-hosts because yes. I usually get so embarrassed. So I, I researched and researched. I pulled up your baby photo. <laughs> <laughs> Look at little Chrissy! <laughs> <laughs> I do love my How dad. old were you? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with like three tops on that one. I mean, I do remember going to a lot of McDonald's Playlands. They were really tons of fun. The first time I was kissed was behind the slide of McDonald's. My Are older you serious? brother got super pissed at the guy who kissed me. <laughs> Yeah. Where is he now? <laughs> like, like, girl. <laughs> Look what you did. Exactly. Hollywood forever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How cute. Um, but also, continuing your transformation, I found this picture. Look at you with super oh, long I hair. I have some long ass hair, yeah. Was this like your first LA headshot where they're like, let's do a character pic? No, that was not, you would think, right? That, no, that was not my glasses? first LA one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be like, you know, cute comedy pic, hey. <laughs> <laughs> So looking at you, and I have to say, being on your show, you're so you're so you. Like your brand is you. I, I do feel like that nowadays. Yes. So where did you get that empowerment? And like all of us are artists here. At what point do we feel like you know this is me and f the world that doesn't you know? Yeah. Um. You know what? I think part of it is just innately being born that way. Uh, part of it, I think, my dad is a huge supportive individual of mine. I could tell my dad, like, uh, Dad, you know what? I just. I just want to clean pools for the rest of my life. And he'd be like, do you need help with equipment? Can I send you a starter package? So my dad's great. He's extremely supportive. And uh, at the risk of putting my business out there, um, I I was in a, I was in a long-term relationship and um, I would say I felt fairly stifled during the duration of it. And um, Mm. I wasn't really putting a lot into my own things and interests and dreams. And um, I think I just reached a point where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, I came out here for a reason. I'm not putting everything into it. And I just, no one's going to get my way again. That's just what's happening, and that's that's it. That's my favorite stage of a breakup, even with, like, seeing my friends, is when they go through that, I'm going to go back to the gym, or I'm going to shave my head, or I'm going to get a tattoo, <laughs> or I'm going to, you know, become a different gender. Like, that's, it's like, it's a rebirth. Yeah. So breakups are not all that bad. All of right. you who just broke up, don't feel bad. You'll, right. You'll be all right. You will be all right. You will I, be yeah. all right. I love breaking up. 
Oh, you like the breakup sex, and you, you like to get get back together sex. Oh, Billy, just for a minute. No, I, th- I, know, I think right? you, you got like a fabulous apartment out of it. That's why you're like, bye, bye, girl. No, it was mine first. Oh, okay, <laughs> there we go, there we go. Hey. All right, Chrissy, we're gonna move on. Let's um, move on. But everybody on the show here has to play this game, and it's uh, oh, on the rocks, rapid fire, and you just boom, boom, boom. Okay. It's nothing really Uh-oh. bad, whatever. Oh, good. Your celebrity crush. Oh, someone brown. Can I just say someone, someone brown? Someone brown. <laughs> Can I just say someone brown? How is that not racist? <laughs> I don't know. If I said oh, somebody white, hard. like I'd get so much hate mail from Helen Keller, she'd be like. <laughs> 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 so I shouldn't say I'm down with brown. Is that not kosher? I love that. I, love that. I have that tattooed somewhere. That's no, hashtag, I'm just kidding. Hashtag down with brown. That's my grinder name. What are you talking about? Down with brown. <laughs> no, actually, that means something else. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Your dream interview, living or dead, and don't say like Jesus or like. No. I've had that. And I'm like Genghis Khan. Or <laughs> I bet he could party like nobody oh, else, though, he and he could put a, a few chicken a tenders away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I kind of feel like Amelia Earhart would be badass. Oh. She'd be good. Yeah. Just because you'd find her. Just could slay her. You look like her. Yeah, you totally could. You could do Amelia Earhart like the musical. Yeah, she's pretty. Yeah, pretty fucking feisty. I'll go Amelia Earhart on this one. Let's write it. Yeah. Let's do it. Billy will shoot it. Belly. Beth will yeah, write the soundtrack. Yeah. Mitch will write the music. Right. And Jack Fry would, would play okay, Einstein. Be like, don't go. <laughs> and the, and the, at the end of the film, the, I mean, the, you know, the plane just comes in. Right. Boom. That's it. I'm in. Yes. Okay, let's do it. Don't give away the alive. ending, Billy. <laughs> big tap dance number in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> or with the natives that she landed on the island oh, yeah, with. Right. There we go. She's actually living. Those natives Still. better be pretty sexy for her to like be like, you know what? I'm not going back. This is pretty good. brown. Oh! oh, Amelia's Dama Brown too. Hey, girl. Hey. Right. If you had to audition for The Voice, what song would it be? What What song do you think you could effectively do? Uh, Jewel, I think. Oh, um, what? maybe Foolish Games, possibly. Yeah, because even if you're not a singer, she's kind of. <laughs> she's kind of. A, you know, she doesn't go super falsey in that one. So yeah, I feel like I can it's like she's always asking she's a question, alto. and maybe like, where do you keep your title? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. All right. All right. The last show that you binge watched, and you were like, I'm calling in sick, I'm not doing anything but um, watching the show. Well, I'm currently in the middle of Orange is the New Black. What season are, are you the in? The current season. Okay. Yes. Is it good? I've heard. Yes. Well, I'm a, I, I, yeah, I'm I into like it. it. The like show's it. gone up and down for me. I'm watching okay. Wrecked. Oh. You guys watch Claws on TNT. Just, I love uh, it. Oh, I've my saw, God. I've so seen good. it. I'm watching it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. She is so great. I'll watch it. Nisi Nash is one of the uh, uh, most I underrated actors. Beth, you need Nisi Nash to no. come oh, to okay. Uncatered. Oh, that's yeah. a great idea. She's I have her publicist best. email, and I'm going to forward it Ooh, to you. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, she would be, be awesome. so great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. She's her cool. on Getting On, HBO's Getting On. If you have not seen Getting On on HBO, go binge watch all three seasons. It is amazing. Oh, I know the writers from that. I'm so happy to hear that. I love writing it. The emotional... Uh, just energy that she brought because you think Nisi Nash is like, hey girl, what, 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 what? All right, uh, you're at like after you do your podcast. What is your after show ritual? Because I know we all have one. I mean, usually it's pack my shit up as fast as I can, fight traffic, and then go do my side hustle. Not very exciting, I know. Side oh, okay. Mm, okay, so then your after show ritual could also be that hustle. night though, when you're like done, done. Like, what do you do? Oh, um, you know what? I could possibly have a date since I'm dating now. Okay. Yep, yep. Or, and if I'm not dating, then I'm going to chill on the couch and cuddle my dog. How exciting. He's so cute. <laughs> what kind of dog? He's a Pomeranian. He's yeah, a rescue. And he's amazing. So cute. And he loves me a lot, which I appreciate. Uh, I need a dog right now. Oh, we should go to a rescue together. Yeah, I should. Go to, go to Lisa Vanderpump's rescue. No, I want a little one. Oh, when okay. is that? 
the, so Lisa Vanderpump opened up her highfalutin in West That's Hollywood. Right. It's oh. a, it's a, it's dog a pump. Yeah, dog pump. <laughs> Odd name. Who cleared that That's one? What it's called dog pump. Let's something get a new like PR it. rep. Something like it. Yeah. Like pump dogs or something. Uh, I pump don't know. dogs. What is that about? Pumping dogs. <laughs> Wow, that sure that's turned is out. that legit in California yeah. or like I don't Alabama? Know. I, don't I don't know. know. Alaba- Mississippi, Alabama, Mississippi, Alabama. Tennessee. All right, so as an icebreaker, Chrissy, <laughs> you're going to be doing a little fun bit with us. Yes. So what what a are bit. we doing? Okay, so we are going to play something called Epic Fail, Mini Fail. And so Uh-oh. you're going to tell a story. doesn't have to be a long-winded story, but a little story where you did something you probably shouldn't have done. Maybe really put your foot in your mouth. <clears throat> you didn't really think it through before you opened your mouth. And then we're going to decide whether it's an epic fail or a mini fail. Shall I kick it off? I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Beth. This is your forte. And you have a one-woman show. show. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us here have like a one-person one show on some I level. Mine's so at the corner too. of West Hollywood tonight at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning. Somebody listen to me. Um, okay, so go, go Okay, ahead. so um, I was at an amusement park, and as we all know... Epic I'm, fail. Oh, no, oh, that no. wasn't <laughs> it? Okay. <laughs> I'm a little direct, and... We were waiting in line. I had my nephews with me. At the time, I was in the relationship that I referenced earlier. And three people cut in line in front of us. They just walked in front in the middle of the ride. And I was like, hey, 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 hey. We've been waiting in line over here. What are you doing? And then my boyfriend at the time was like, Christy. They are wearing special Olympics pins. <gasps> or not special. They're with Make-A-Wish. I'm sorry, Make-A-Wish. They are with Make-A-Wish Foundation. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, shit, this is their wish. And he's like, yeah, you just told him to get to the back oh of the line. God. And I was like, uh, never mind. I'm good. Never mind. I'm good. So. I think that in most people's lives, that would be an epic fail. In my life, it'd be a mini fail because it happens <laughs> like every day. <laughs> mini. <laughs> How are you to know? So what if they're handicapped? Why didn't Make-A-Wish get him like a fast track? Right? So what if they're Helen Keller? <laughs> <laughs> What's she going to do? Enjoy the ride? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't know where she is. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Helen. Damn. All right. Who wants to go next? All right. Who's got the next one? Bad. I never want to go. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Okay, okay. Um, so I uh, there was there's a play out there called uh, Life of Candy and Dorothy, and it's it's a fictional meeting of Dorothy, who worked for the Mission uh, something, who met Candy Darling, who was Andy Warhol's uh, transvestite. I think now that we've categorized that, um, and I played the voice of God, and they wanted a very gender neutral voice, which I can. Kind of do, and this was really? it. And so my whole role was backstage with a script. Well, one weekend I had I had to perform at Cabaret up north, and I wasn't flying back till Sunday, so they got somebody to take over for me. This person got sick, and so I flew in. They're like, "You have to be at the matinee in half an hour, and because you just have to do it." Um, well, when I fly back, when I fly anywhere, when I'm done with my gig, it's. It's you know, still? I'm Elaine Stritch Ooh. with a little Liza Minnelli. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm just talking about the substance. Anyway, so I was like, whoa, we flew in and I'd been drinking on the plane, whatever. And I was like, okay. So I'm there <laughs> backstage and I can't even read the script. So I'm trying to like, can I improv this? And I sounded like this and I was trying to be like that. <laughs> This was years ago, you guys. You I'm professional I'm now. Doing that now. I, I, I could tell Einstein's like a little soft up. Yeah, that, that was very good. I have I'm to so tell my story. Stuck. I need to have another drink. Okay, oh, okay. all right. Okay, to, I, I will pour another drink. It is, it is, it is, I finally forgot which one I want to tell. Okay, okay. okay. So who's gonna go while you're thinking? Wait, no. But is is that epic or mini? Mini, mini, But I'm such a professional now. I I would fire any actor that did that, even though I was called when I wasn't supposed to. I would fire too. I would actually, yeah. Uh, can we go like in the middle? The it's a yeah. mini epic. 
Leave it to Beth to come out like coin all these phrases. You guys, you need to hashtag everything Beth says tonight and trademark that before tomorrow morning, before she gets her computer. All right, who wants to go next? I got one. Okay, what you got? I'll pour your drink. I went to SMU and I graduated in film and TV, so that's where the edit. And we always would have these distinguished professors that would come, big celebrities, like, you know, Bob Hope or we uh, John Houseman. Oh my god! We, we had we had uh, Gene Kelly come in. Oh my and, god! So oh, Gene right Kelly would, would come in and he'd see all these students' short films, music videos, and he'd stand up and make comments and about uh, the, the, what he saw and what he would do as a director and this is good and think about that so on. And there's press everywhere. And the guy who was running the department who brought Gene Kelly in said, "Look, I know you're a big '40s musical guy. Um, I'll have you sit right next to Gene Kelly." So he's sitting right next to me as close as you're sitting to me. Oh, my gosh. And um, we're watching a video, and it's a music video of this this woman that that looked kind of weird, and, and people were kind of, is it a guy? Is it a girl? Thick eyebrows, sort of masculine features. And I went to him, and I, and I went, that's a guy. And he looked at me, and he goes, that's a guy? I said, yeah, yeah, that's a guy. So... No big deal. At the end of it, he, he says, well, I really liked the video. It was really great. But I didn't understand the transvestite theme you guys had with the girl. And everyone went, no, that's a girl. That's a girl. And you had just oh, told. Yeah, oh. yeah. Right, it's not done yet. It's oh. not done. It gets even more epic. This is that. epic already. Sorry. So, <laughs> yeah. So then the next day in the Dallas Morning News, it says Gene <gasps> Kelly was great. He's charming. Everybody. But he said a very insensitive oh. comment about a woman who was oh. being a guy and was actually a woman. And it was me who planted that inside him. And he died like two months later. You killed oh, him. Well, you, yeah. No. Obviously. Oh, that's, that's awful. Epic. That's, that's epic. That's, yeah, that is epic. <laughs> I'm I sorry. Win, I don't even get another drink after that one. What <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's done. It's, it's here, here, here. I see you do that. So now you know why I need a drink there. after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, just so you know, if you're a Gene Kelly fan, uh, we've had Patricia Ward Kelly, who was his last wife. She does an amazing tour around the nation about Gene Kelly's life with oh, cool. unseen clips and pictures. Oh, when she was on the show, she brought his Converse shoes that he wore every day of filming Hello, Dolly. And then she brought Ooh. his black book, which he would not write in. He insisted everything was typed. And so we just leafed through. And it was Sophia Loren, all oh, of these amazing. amazing names that are just, and it was right here. Yeah. Like, I was Did like, you take 100 so pictures cool. of it? So I cool. wanted to just take it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you heard about his big fire that he had that burnt everything. His Oscars, all his memorabilia, no. the Gene oh. Kelly fire that you know, it happened you know, six months before he died or something. But oh, maybe like, he did it yeah. himself, yeah. and it was all because of you. <laughs> <laughs> I started it. Yeah. All right, he wanted nothing. The collapse to of Gene Kelly. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, who is next? All right, you cuties. Who's all right, I have, I have. Yes, one. yes. I have a lot of epic ones that I talk about all the time. But I thought of this that I've never shared. When I was, I'm 20. I've just moved to New York. Uh, I'm modeling. I'm doing like nude modeling for money. I need to do something else. And she I says saw an ad. <laughs> yes. I saw an ad in the Village Voice for a fortune cookie writer. And I thought this oh, is that's awesome. And I circled it and I looked at it and I just kept thinking this is too good. It's too good to be true. And I never called. And I think of it all the time. Oh, oh my god. 
Mini fail, girlfriend. It's a mini uh, fail. No, I'm saying fail. it's a mini fail. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, it but to your mind, soul. it's an it epic fail. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's mini. It's mini. It's mini. Yeah, it's it's mini. mini. It's not like. It's a mini skirt fail. It's not like. <laughs> it's a mini skirt fail. It's not like an. sexist? I'm just going to do I bought a house in Palm really Springs. That was an epic fail. Oh, you did? How long ago? Did you buy it during the bubble? 2008? Oh, bad. Okay. Property's great right now. Yeah. Even I could buy a house out there and be yeah. comfortable. I could walk around. Yeah. Sorry, but do you still own it? It's a party at your house. Oh, no, I'm telling you. Epic fail. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's the thing about Beth, though. I think her fortune cookie fortunes would be so, like, out of this world. I know. You would either have gotten, like, a Pulitzer Prize or been fired, like, day two. They're like, what is coming out of these cookies? I know. <laughs> I mean, we used to go to Mal's all the time, Mission and I just kept thinking, I could have written these. This could have yeah. been my life. This could have been good. Beth, yeah. what is Better one fortune that you would have written? <gasps> yeah. That's perfect. Um, sparkles descend upon you as you rise to the occasion. <laughs> I don't know. Good. That's good. I'm not I sure you would have gotten the job, but it's okay. Good. 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 I love it. It's good. Mitch Kaplan, let's put you in front of the microphone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the question again. One more time, please. Like epic s- fails. Yeah, yes. epic or mini fail. Or mini. Tell so, us a fail, and yeah. we'll judge it. It's your segment. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is a very old story. That's okay. You know, I'm in a musical director, a accompanist, and usually we're very well trusted who we work with. Not true. So I have all the secrets of everyone I work oh, with. God, I want to read so, your book. Yeah, it's going to be really good. It's called Don't Shoot Me. I'm the piano player. Yeah. Yeah. Very, Love good. It. very um, good. So this happened in high school. I had the coolest drama teacher ever. I was musically directing a show for her outside of school. I was 15 years old, and she was the kind of drama teacher. She'd say, well, let's go to Howard Johnson's and have a drink before the rehearsal. And she'd, you were 15? And you were 15. 15. Uh, yeah, she, that drink. would never Howard fly Johnson. today. Yes. You have, you have, we have a teacher here. <laughs> He's like, I drink with them after school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she is a really hot teacher, too. Oh, God. She kinda, you know, she kind of looked like Farrah Fawcett with the hair and everything going on. And... Um, there was a rumor in the high school that she was with one of the leads of the play. She was having a Ooh. little... Sounds like a fantasy. Okay. A little dalliance. Not a crime. A little, a, little, a little dalliance. And so one day she's driving me home from this other rehearsal. And I said, say to her, Mrs. Daniels, it, you know, all the kids are talking. Is it true? <gasps> oh, my God. You're so that, bold. Yeah, it's bold. You're 15, so it's okay. Is it true that you know that you know everyone's talking about you and Bill Burns, my boy Bill? Talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) And she looked at me. She said, "Is that right? Really? That's interesting." And she kind of smiled and then didn't say anything. Drove on. She, we are fine. Well, the next time she picked me up for rehearsal, I'm standing at the place waiting for her. No more drinks. Her car (laughs) comes up. Looks like her car. And I'm standing on the side of the road, and the car tries to run me. <gasps> oh, no way. Yeah, sure. I have to like jump off into on the sidewalk. And I was really scared. And then about two minutes later, it was her car, I was sure. The same car comes back, and Bill Burns is driving the car <gasps> with her in it. Oh. Sounds like a movie of the That's week. That's not epic or mini fail. That's an HBO series. I know. <laughs> Let's do that movie. Forty-eight hours. Yeah. Yes. I like that. So I think I like that, that I think that was an epic fail. 
you know? Yeah. No, I think it's an epic story. <laughs> I think you need to write the musical to that. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. Or make it a jukebox musical. Drive it along in my right? <laughs> yes. Billy Clift, you're the one left. Oh, my God. You know, I, 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 since you're doing really old stuff, that's the pro- only Anything thing. you want, Because I'm so perfect well, now. We don't know when Mitch went to school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ten years ago. Thanks for insulting yeah. my fellow guests, yeah. Billy. Exactly. I, 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 didn't yes. mean that. I didn't mean that. But, I mean, you know, our youth. As opposed to yes, better way to put it, sweetie. Days ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, so all I can think of is because I'm, I am, I'm so perfect every minute that <laughs> that I always try to make sure I never epic fail, right? Uh, all I can think of is this one particular time when I was really poor, living in Hollywood. I grew up here, and I worked at Bonwit Teller, right? And I was nice. seventeen. What is that? Bonwit Teller was a very high-end department store in Beverly Fancy. Hills. It was like, like Bullock's Wilshire. Yeah, no, it was higher than that. It was oh. like going to Saks Fifth Avenue. Marcus. Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth Avenue. I Magnin. I worked in the men's department. I remember I Magnin. But you know they didn't pay yeah. shit, of course. You know, of course. And I remember feeling so poor. I lived by myself in my own apartment at seventeen because I was kicked out of my house. But anyway, what does it matter? It's Hollywood. Anyway, <laughs> you're and great. I, Every I, gay man knows how to yeah, get the attention all on them. Exactly. You know, I remember like going. I was so poor. I couldn't pay my rent. Everything was really, really bad. And so I decided to go to this place called Numbers. People probably don't know what Oh, no, we, I, yes, Numbers is where... West Numbers Hollywood. was a place that was where a young man would mm-hmm. go and possibly pick someone up so that they okay. could pay you to be something. Oh, good but now you. every bar in Numbers across the nation has that same yeah, theme. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. this this was very like, you know, older gay men and you'd see them, you'd see yep. big, big names sitting around and the, and I remember I was 17 years old and I put on my Ralph Lauren suit, Ooh. I wore my little suits and I went up and I was just like, okay, I am so poor and desperate, right, at this particular moment in time. Couldn't pay my rent, blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting there at the bar. I had $5. <gasps> I bought my drink, and I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, all these young kids coming around me because I'm wearing a Ralph Lauren suit. My hair slicked back. <laughs> That's funny. And they I, thought you were the daddy. They, I looked like, you know, out of a movie. You know, I, I looked like all right. slicked and done, and I was all yes. done. I bought my next drink with my $5 because. It was like two dollars and something, you know, thing, and I got up and I left. So I oh. never became a prostitute. Oh, oh. That's a sad story. I'm sorry, that's an epic fail for all the other men. Epic fail. Very sad story. So that's epic the win for you, but moment. an epic fail for the others. <laughs> I love this because this is the same energy, Beth, um, that you have at Uncabaret. Uncabaret, you don't do rehearsed material. It's literally storytelling from your life. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about on cabaret and its history, and we're going to see a little trailer uh, from that. Oh. But this is what I love: every artist could literally have a play about them. Mm. You know how a chorus line was like, yeah, they interviewed totally. all these dancers. I'm like right. that totally. could be you could right. have a different chorus line every year from every cast right. play. Yeah. I really believe yeah. everybody has at least one hit, one person show. Yes. Probably, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has one really great story to tell. And if they don't, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make one up. All right, we're gonna get down to business, but uh, real fast, I have to give a shout out to our sponsors, Test Loop, the only way to travel from L.A. to Palm Springs to Orange County, now to San Diego. You travel, it's cheaper than an Uber. You sit in your own little space pod. It's a controlled car. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. what is oh, Beth, you know, they it's might be Tesla? good. Test loop? Yes. And it's Tesla. in a Tesla. And the doors open like this. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you you don't sit like in a bench seat. You get your own pod. So you could be just you or the it the capacity is six. 
the driver presses oh, autopilot, and you go. You get snacked. You get water. You get noise canceling. Whatever. Cocktail? You guys, Cocktails? no, there's no drinking. Oh. Um, but you guys, it's so affordable, okay. and it's How the much? best way to travel. So to Palm Springs, it could be as low as thirty nine dollars during wow. the week, and during the weekend, God. it's like seventy nine. And but also to San Diego, and they have about six rides either way per day. You guys, it's such a great service. In fact, uh, the CEO is going to be on the show in a few weeks. I want to do that. Yeah, yes. let's Sh- all do it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I could call him. Take the show on the road. Yeah, um, I actually filmed my test loop going to Palm Springs. Go to YouTube on the Rocks Radio Show. We don't put a lot of video there, but that's one of them. And that. on autopilot, it was going through the you know the the little hilly part to yeah. Palm Springs, and our drivers playing the ukulele and singing. Oh that's my amazing. god! Yes, oh my god. Uh, with a ukulele that Musk had signed, by the way. <gasps> Anyway, oh, it's amazing. Cool. I'm going to do um, it. Okay. okay yeah. Let's go. Panache oh. Optical Gallery, they do custom eyewear uh, for Hollywood, but also for, for you. It's amazing stuff. They have their showroom in Palm Springs, but go look them up on, on the internet. Also, you guys, one of the very first sponsors I had was Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube has been my tried and true Thank sponsor God. for year after year. Everybody's going home with a bottle of Spunk Lube. Love that. Whether you're single, gay, straight, with a group, <laughs> whether you're you card, your hair. You whatever you like. Yes, Jack Fry, you can wear it for the next Einstein show. <laughs> That'll be a hit. <laughs> Something about Mary haircut. Yes, yeah. yes. Honestly, uh, it's just it's we love Spunk Lube. Go to spunklube.com and it's totally discreet. Yeah. They're featured on the sets of many major Hollywood films. Of course, just they are. filmed in. Not Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> the Valley? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Also, our Instagram uh, fan, uh, Bears, Cubs, and Scruff, they celebrate, uh, celebrate the male form in all different uh, shapes and sizes, and they repost all of our stuff. To our fashion sponsors, Swish Embassy does the most fun pop culture t-shirts with Liza Minnelli, Ew. the Golden Girls, Shira, anything you want. They do such fun t-shirts. Also, Zoo for People. Zoo for People designs contemporary killer accessories for men uh, with emphasis on detail and their stuff is great. I tend to do a lot like this with my wrists. Mm. They make it look manlier. Oh, it looks good. Oh, I like I that. that. I want that. That's really nice. Yeah. Where's that from? This is just uh, Zoo for People. It's oh, great product. Oh, is that product. what you were talking like about? That. Yes. Yes. Uh, they also it looks support like something from a bondage scene. I like that. Hey. No, no. Gene Kelly would wear this while he's asking you, who's that? Uh, what I like about Zoo for People is they also support uh, the wildlife conservation efforts of WWF and Wild Aid. What's you- WWF? World Wild Wide Web? No, World no. Wildlife Foundation. Fighters? Thank you, Beth. World that is like bringing Billy, how much have you had to drink? Too much. Not much. <laughs> no, 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 no. I haven't drink his drink. He hasn't been drink. I've been, I've been taking inventory. You've been, been monitoring been everything not? seriously. I, you know. I've this is my long, second I, drink I, from the Joanne I, Worley I, uh, cup, by the way. I've had a long day of interviewing people. I'm tired. We're going to get to that, Billy Cliff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you can find On The Rocks on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air. Facebook, On The Rocks Radio Show. Book me at a wedding, funeral, quinceanera. I'm also a cabaret singer. Info at ontherocksradioshow.com. Also, I need to know how to get over insomnia. So please email me at info at ontherocksradioshow.com. Now I'm going about two months of insomnia, and I don't know what to do. And I've tried all the internet stuff, like do that and... Listen to a hammer, blah, 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 like I'm, it. I'm ready to call in Michael Jackson his little oxygen tube and like, and like Poor do that. Baby. Just keep that's drinking, terrible. you'll be fine. That's well, terrible. maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Maybe that yeah. is the problem. Just oh. saying, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag just saying. <laughs> there you go. There's Beth Lindsay. Her next, that's you guys. Really tomorrow good. morning, we're gonna see Beth's Instagram, and she's gonna be wearing this hot. Shirt taking a hot selfie. It's going to be like hashtag just say. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're getting in depth with these amazing panel of of, of talent, and 
We're gonna get to it. You yeah. like I got to, that Can't was my wait. gender neutral voice for mm, that's what I should have done. Tony, let's take our quick break and we come back. The show. Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. This is your sound. This is the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network at I am so excited for our panel today, um, and I'm just going to start introducing people. Jack Fry is a multi-award winning writer, solo performer, oh, performer, and fully credentialed teacher uh, who started his solo career with his one-man show. They call me Mr. Fry. You did your research. Yes. Detailing his first year teaching fifth grade in South Los Angeles. Uh. White man in South Los Angeles. We're going to talk about it. As a full-time educator, Jack has been inspiring the next generation in the Los Angeles Unified School District since 1990. In addition, he has acted and uh, done voiceover work for over 30 educational films geared towards kids. Not only can these films be seen on Nickelodeon, uh, but his films are dis- distributed in classrooms nationwide through Media Incorporated. His new show, Einstein, currently playing at Santa Monica Playhouse, based on a pre-crazy hair Einstein, which is so fascinating. And I didn't know how fascinating Einstein was before his theory came out. Uh, the show has received national criti- critical acclaim and sold out to audiences all over the place. Um, welcome, Jack Fry. Hello, hello, hello. Also joining the show. One of those guys. Yeah, yes. look, you got pictures. Mitch Kaplan, uh, Mitch Kaplan, who dropped in, who who was a fixture with Uncabaret, so talented. I've been such a fan. Um, as I said, uh, singer, songwriter, producer, just everything. Composer. Yes. The people that depend on him that he's worked with, Sandra Bernard, which, of course, we love. And she's, <laughs> you're her guy. Yeah. Um, Anna Gasteyer, Naomi Campbell, Michelle Lee, and, and Katie Hoff- Hoffman, which, when she was in L.A., she and I became friends. And then she moved, when she was doing the producers. Mm-hmm. And then when she stopped doing the producers, then we weren't friends anymore. Anyway. <clears throat> Welcome to the show, Mitch Kaplan. Happy to be here. Awesome. Um, and Beth Lapidus. Okay, Where to start hi. with Beth. Uh, Tony, can I hear? My, I can't hear anything in my, in my headphones. Oh, I can just no. turn me up. Beth Lapidus, where to start with Beth? Beth is a comedian, writer, producer, host, actress, author, activist, and consultant. You can hear her on her amazing podcast, uh, Life and Beth, and see her at On Cabaret, the legendary life show that led uh, the alternative comedy revolution, and it truly, truly did. Uh, on Cabaret Milestones have been a series for Amazon a Comedy Central special, a daily radio show on Comedy World Radio, a weekly series for Audible.com, The Sweet Smell of Excess for the Recovery Network, a partnership with directors Dayton Ferris on a documentary, a run at HBO Workspace, uh, where she developed with Warner Brothers, by the way, appearances at HBO Comedy Arts Festival in Lollapalooza, award-winning website... Um, oh no! Yes, <laughs> three critically no, like we're not doing three critically acclaimed CDs appeared numerous times on Politically Incorrect as well as doing spots on the Today Show, Women Allowed, uh, NBC's Dateline, E True Hollywood Story, KCET's Life and Times, The Montel Williams Show. What? Wait, you're uh, gonna <laughs> NPR? Wow. I'm, I'm doing it, Beth. Girl, you did your research. Yes. Shit, man. 
Um, and the list goes on and on. Uh, but you left out Sex in the City, the only good I'm not there yet, I Beth. I'm not there yet, Beth. <laughs> he had to catch his breath, girl. He had to take, oh, inhale, he had to inhale. This is a woman who has been personally asked by Oprah and Joan Rivers uh, to be that. a guest on the project. As an actress, she generally plays offbeat authority figures, uh, gallery owners, teachers, A&R execs. She was featured in Sex in the City as a performance artist, which she was. In the episode, she doesn't uh, speak. or like she just, <laughs> she, she just is. And I think that's going to be another hashtag. I is. <laughs> She's also played opposite Don Rickles, who we just recently lost, mm. in a Comedy Central promo spot, uh, appeared in a number of indie films, uh, and was the first guest star in Will and Grace, where she played the offbeat club owner of the club where Jack developed Just Jack. You guys... Yeah, wow. rewatch those episodes because there she is. She's a blogger on Huffington Post. Has written for Time Magazine, O Magazine, uh, El Decor, the Los Angeles Times, LA Weekly, uh, NPR's All Things. Why, why are you laughing at me? I don't know. Oh, she's embarrassed. Isn't that weird? weird to have your life. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is, like, this this is, is your, your life. life. You know yeah. what? Uh, you're just reminding me of so many epic fails. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that because no. it's not all it's not all roses. It's it's up and down. Um, her current one one person show is 100 percent happy, 88 percent all the time, which I which I love. Um, and Mitch Kaplan, this is the reason she's here. Uh, she began her collaboration and composer uh, with composer and musical director on this. Um, and so you guys do on cabaret now. Yes. Best Rolodex is a literal who's who in entertainment, rubbing elbows and maybe some other body parts that we don't hey. know. With amazing personalities. Uh, Beth Lapidas. <laughs> and to add some variety, we welcome Billy Clift, uh, starting his career with over 20 years of experience as a hair and makeup man for commercials, music videos, print, fashion shows, and film. Uh, Billy had a major career shift. In 1995, Billy's closest friend and colleague, and I'm telling you, do research on this woman, bewitched uh, Elizabeth Montgomery passed away of uh, colon cancer. That caused him to stop working in the industry and kind of take a breath and reflect on his life. First, he wrote a book about her passing, Everything is Going to Be Just Fine, that's going to be soon downloadable on Amazon. So he had to tell his stories on film, which he has done. He's currently putting the final touches on his third uh, or his three film homage classic parody version. We're going to talk about like what that is, including uh, cult favorites, Baby Jane, Hush Up, Sweet Charlotte. Uh, and it's going to be ending with Dead, Dead, Dead Ringer. <laughs> with uh, with the likes of uh, Varla Jean Merman, John Waters' favorite Mink Stoll, Jason Stewart and Matthew Martin. Also, second cousin to legendary, legendary actor Montgomery Clift. You're working on a documentary, Monty. Uh, and right now, he's producing for Here TV uh, with a series called Underground that visits all the hotspots, uh, a travel show of sorts. And right now, for The Advocate, he's interviewing a bevy of LGBT movers and shakers for uh, The Advocate's 50th anniversary. <sighs> Welcome, Billy Clift. Everybody! So we're going to get into everybody's life bucket. But first, I want to know... All of all of you are are storytelling, whether it's through music, whether it's literally. I'm a one person show. Do you hate other people, Jack Fry? Is, is that I why you do like people. so? Oh, okay. Because you're like, I won't be on stage with anybody else. I'll just play all the characters. Is it for payroll purposes? You like, I want payment for all the characters I, I play. The logistics are so much easier. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I don't have to count anybody else. This is really good vodka. Oh, my right. Lord. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Okay>. so. <laughs> but storytelling is a part of, of 
what everybody do. D- do. do. Oh well, God. how's your vodka? Oh, yeah. No, okay. no, no. It's not You're even cut off. We're no, no, no. Do Okay. Hashtag everybody do. What are the most designated driver? No, Uber. <laughs> what are the most important elements in storytelling? Do you think? Honesty. And and, and yeah. I think honesty and authenticity. But I've heard an honest person tell a story for three hours, and I'm not interested in any part of it. Well, see, that that's, it gets exactly what, I, what I'm saying. I'm, I also teach this process. The number one rule that I say is that you can't bore people. Yeah. That's the number one yeah. thing. Totally. Totally. Don't bore people. Okay? All right, so that's a good element. You you have to be Don't colorful. bore people. You have to be colorful about your situation. This is like right now. As you mentioned, I'm doing the ab- uh, Advocate 50th anniversary. Close to the microphone, sweetie. I'm doing the Advocate 50th anniversary. <laughs> this isn't your first time next I to know, something. I, know. Well, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty close. I put it in my mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, that's not the first time <laughs> you said that. What? <laughs> you know, as I'm doing the Advocate 50th anniversary documentary for the Advocate magazine, you know, I mean, um, the thing is, is you don't, uh, I'm going to not create just talking heads. I'm going to create, I'm going to recreate some of the experiences so that we constantly have flavor and, and, and interest with it and as well as anything that doesn't look boring I'll figure out something interesting so that it's flashed behind them or whatever in front of them you know you just have to you have to tell the true story and maybe a little fuller god this drink is getting to me (laughs) you've only gone down like an inch on that I know but I I can tell our listeners honestly that's that's not it I think it's I poured really weak drinks. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, I was the first one. Beth and Mitch are gonna be that like, where the strong. hell are we? Yeah. That was strong. Yeah, uh, I think one element is that the storyteller really cares about the story. Yes, and yeah. the that is part of what makes it compelling. Yeah. The passion right. behind yeah. the story. Yeah. You can't just tell it to impress, and, right? And, right. And, and when you're constant, when you're asking questions, which is all I'm doing right now, is asking people questions. Is I keep on waiting for that moment when I when when they're passionate about yeah. what they're saying, right. and I'll even go, "Would you stop there for a second? I'll turn around and I'll go. I'll, I'll pretend I'm fixing things. I say, "Could you repeat that for me, please? Mm. And what what is it about this that takes you to that place? Yeah. You know, I'll like just ask it a little bit differently. And if they're and, passionate about it, exactly. Their then the audience is going to be caring. And if I can get them to cry, oh, my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I think also the confidence to sort of swim in a story. This was my next question is how do you know that the audience cares and it takes a confidence to just do that? Well, part is just the storyteller caring and the storyteller knowing a story in their heart so much that they can jumper i mean we're also sophisticated in terms of being an audience that we're so uh disengaged from linear thought we don't need that anymore right you know so an audience loves to watch the dance of a story i think the I audience agree. the jump back the jump forward yeah. the dive deep the you know the idea behind it you don't have to, i just see people starting out in storytelling thinking it's just from a to b and that's just gone yeah. from yeah. from yeah. where we are i'm great that we can i'm so excited too because when i write when i'm writing something i so want it to be like flashback this moment you know cut cut mm-hmm. cut and then back to the well, moment it's, it's easy so much to more that exciting on film and, and one person storytelling i notice that you know, some people I work with, if they jump all around, it's like, okay, where are you, where are you? And the minute you're pulled out of a story and you have to figure out where you are, you've, temp- you've 
temporarily lost them. Questions and, an audience can't have questions with laughing. It's the same thing. If you, know. you say something mm. and there's a question about it, an audience will mm-hmm. you lose the laughs because they're right, not in the right. moment right. anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Interesting. And I know I constantly ask myself, is this interesting and entertaining for the viewer? And if this is not interesting and entertaining for the viewer, then I need to cut it and it needs to go. Very and I've seen it before. Like there's so much stuff you just as a storyteller, you just Oh God, I'm out after 30 seconds because it's mm-hmm. like, right. oh yeah. And mm-hmm. when, you know, a lot of people go, you know, when people ask my students, why are you writing this? Right? And a lot of people want to entertain. That's fine, but it's also to uh, to me, it's like what you bring home from a story. Like when I was in college, I watched all these comedians and these things. But the people that really this, that I remember are the people that touched me, and mm-hmm. it, and it's what you bring home. If you can get somebody. If I, as an audience member, to get me to reflect on my own life and what I'm doing with my life, you you not only you won me for the night, but you've won me forever. This is interesting that your show deals with an Einstein that we've never seen. Because, you know, people, some people, like, do a lot of Einstein shows, but they're right. always, like, the Einstein yeah, that we know wig. and love. Right. Yeah, you but know. you put in three years researching yeah. over 15,000 documents to put the show together. Yeah. So where was like where was your inspiration to to do that? Well, I was looking for a second story to do after you know they called me Mister Friday, three hundred fifty performances at all over the world, and then I uh, wanted a second story, and I didn't know what what to find, but you know I, I I wanted to do something different, and I came across you know I'm, I was into metaphysics, you know ESP, you know, uh-huh. what you know what we can't see, sliding doors, astral planning. And I wanted to see what Einstein thought about that. Now, to me, at that point, when I was researching, by the way, I realized it takes a lifetime to research anybody's life. Anybody in this room would take me a lifetime to really find out about what you're about. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. things. There's so many yeah. books that open. But, uh, and I, I wanted to see what Einstein thought about you know, these different dimensions. And I stumbled upon this the story about him in uh, the early uh, pre-World War One, fighting for its theory, people trying to steal his theory, up against establishment that didn't believe it, messy divorce, his 10-year-old son, uh, he's trying to hold on to the relationship for anti I didn't even know he had a son, by the way. He had two sons, yeah. and he also had a daughter. And uh, so... No clue. Yeah, I mean, Talk about this is the pre-crazy... This <laughs> is the, Can you this, this, What they do. This is the story that made Einstein's hair crazy. He was a nice hair, but after this story, <laughs> we have a picture of Einstein like, in, in, in in his early years, is, and I'm like, oh, oh he's oh, all put together, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah I see that. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he's yeah, like the funny totally. uncle that tells right? like a funny right. story during a family but reunion. Very cool. The, the, the old guy, but people don't realize there's no TMZ when he when, when he when he <laughs> died. Can you imagine <laughs> when he when he died? The Israeli guard came in armed these big trucks, and he had willed Hebrew University all his. Books, letters, uh, notebooks, uh, wow. and, and there were boxes of them. Because the, the generation of writing, and they threw them on that thing, and they flew them out to Israel, and they've had sort of like a monopoly <coughs> on his uh, life for like you know eight eight decades. Wow. So uh, they would let out a little information every ten years, a new book would be written, new bestseller, and so no one knew that Einstein was married. In in the uh, in his preteen before he came over until the 1980s, 30 years after he That's died, nobody, wow. seen, so nobody 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 knew that. <laughs> and uh, so this is based on the cachet in the 2007 15,000 documents released for Hebrew University. He only had one last cachet after that in 2012, and then it was all done. And they're all then they're they, we've seen everything. And but this 
gives an insight about his early life and struggle. It's really an iconic, inspirational yeah. story. Sounds amazing. Mm. You know, let's but, make let's make a movie about that. <laughs> well, well, honestly, did. did you go to Israel to do the research? Oh, or? I, I I didn't. I didn't. But I went to some. Uh, I went to online research things. You can go. Some could be membership pay fees. Oh, I see. There's uh, there's so much out there on him. And I just, but when I started out, he was just a t-shirt and a bubble head. When yeah. I, when I, but then I, I fell in love. I'll with I'll be honest. Subjects. To me, that's what he is. I know yeah. E equals MC squared, but exactly I don't know really what it is. I know it's a theory yeah. of relativity, and I know crazy hair, but that's what I know. Let Let's see what uh, critics are saying about the show, and and let's get a little, little taste of that. Today. The whole show was fantastic. I think uh, Jack Fry is an amazing artist. We came all the way from him, but it was a really funny show, too. It had great moments. But the faster we travel through space, would we move slower in time? Kim swung himself into six or seven characters and remember which character is saying what and what accent. How often do we talk about Einstein? Hardly ever, and yet he's by far one of the most important people in the world. Absolutely, he made him a human. That's where it becomes crazy. I cannot believe the amount of research she did. I was really inspired by like just seeing how much adversity Einstein had to go through. Well, and it showed a part of his life that uh, a part of his history that I wasn't very familiar with at all. And how he was able to take that research and make it into a compelling piece of theater. Wow, you really did your homework. I'm impressed. I haven't seen that video in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even tell how long it's been. But it's the show that's become very popular, I think, because people are like, wow, I, I, I didn't know. It's selling out. It's I really want to see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see it. Definitely. You know. So in terms of the success of a show, Beth Lapidus, Uncabaret has been around for years. Many. Many, many years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also an indicator of pop culture, by the way, as to who's hot, who's telling stories. But it's also like a rewind. Uh, Julia Sweeney was my favorite, yeah. one of my favorite. Um, what do you think the success of the show is attributed to? Well, I think it really was one of those in the right moment at the right place. There was a need in the... You know, I think anything that really happens happens for more than one reason. And that's part of storytelling is that complication. And, um, you know, it was a need in me. I really came out of downtown New York and I wasn't comfortable in the comedy clubs with the showcase mentality. I was following Andrew Dice Clay at the comedy store. And, you know, what was was that like? It was horrible, horrible, horrible. I was like, (laughs) I hate him. I hate the audience for laughing at him. I hate myself for hating everyone. You know, I would just go on stage and freeze. You know, I'm not, I don't operate well in that situation. There was also an audience that wasn't being served at all that I had connected with. And, you know, Oh, a female audience, a gay audience, a, a smart audience, an audience that was cultured. A trans who, audience, by the way, too. There you go. Yep. And, and um, people weren't going to comedy clubs who were the, the sort of cool audience. Just let's say mm. cool. The cool audience wouldn't go to a comedy club, but they were, and they were starved for comedy. So all these things kind of came together and, you know, and the right room became available. You know, there's a great book about CBGBs where David Byrne mm-hmm. in the intro says the room itself 
is an important part of the music that happened at CBGB's, and he sort of describes that. Well, the rooms that Un Cabaret has been in were also in the audience, the rooms, the performers were also very uh, just frozen because everybody wanted their Seinfeld moment. You know, everybody yep. wanted to get the sitcom. So you were going to the comedy club, you were doing your 10 minutes, you were the same 10 minutes. Couldn't have been more boring for performers. Even like performers who were very successful already had done the HBO One Night Stand and were still hungry for a different performance experience. So even though, you know, so it was sort of me and my needs as an artist performer, comedian, and the performers and the audience and the space existed and, you know, there was sort of a beta beginning and a soft launch and then we landed at Luna. And then, you know, and then it continues to, when Mitch and I were brought into First and Hope, uh, they were looking for something, and, and and we went there, and you know I was coming up. I had I had sort of I would put a pin in on Cabaret to do 100% happy at 8% of the time. We were working together on that, and and I just said, yeah, let's do something. And I was like, playtime with Beth and Mitch, and you know I had all these like. <laughs> and Mitch was like, no, we're doing on Cabaret, and you know he's a real hero of on Cabaret because I wouldn't have brought it back, and he really Aww. insisted. Yeah, I I, I, was, I did read I, that. I'm oh, like, Mitch. I cannot. No, no, but like I, I can't believe that there would have been an end of the show because it's given a voice to so many. I was done. I really couldn't see. And then I started, I said, okay, and then I, and the room itself is so beautiful and it was off the beaten track and kind of secrety and, you know, I liked that about it. And I started going around to look at shows again and what's happening. And I said, no, you know, it's because this comedy environment has changed. Alternative comedy is real. Storytelling is real. It does happen other places. But there still wasn't what. There's still it wasn't on cabaret, you know. It wasn't it wasn't the thing. Yeah. Mitch, tell me about because you tell your story at the same time. I mean, I've been witness to this, and I'll tell you, I hate going to comedy clubs. I have a lot of guests that go there, and I go see their whatever. I hate, and I on cabaret is not going to a comedy club. You're not being given a shtick when you go on stage. You two, by the way, the chemistry that you guys have. But Mitch, you're telling your own story while playing for other people. Like with these big names that you've played for, they depend on you. If you see Sandra Bernhardt's like Instagram, she's like my hero, whatever. You're their their anchor. It, oh, thank you. <laughs> I was I was having an all yeah. moment there. Yeah, <laughs> that was cute. But you incorporate your own story. I, I feel your energy. I feel your style. I feel everything. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's funny. When I first met Sandra, this was at the comedy store. We've been working together for 32 years. Wow. And you just look like you're 32 years old. Thank you. Thank you. And she's not the easy because her story is ever-changing. Her energy is so different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I really connected with the whole alternative comedy. I think she had also with a different kind of storytelling, comedic storytelling on stage and honesty, a rawness that um, she doesn't like jokes. And when I met Beth and learned about on Cabaret, it's sort of the same tradition and something really resonates with me. You know, Mitch, as you just heard when he did his uh, fail story, is himself an amazing storyteller. And I'm blessed to go through life and hear his stories. And he has a very fine ear and is a great producer. I'm terminally shy, though, so I need 
I need these That's ladies. That's so weird for me. To be like these spokespersons, you know, I'll say, well, why don't you say this? And sort of, you know, give a punchline or something. But yeah. I'm uncomfortable doing it on stage. You know, this makes me think of, I don't know, I, I think you know Dylan Brody. He's, um, he's yeah. a storyteller. Yeah. I've had him on my show. And he talked about he's just, he's not your traditional stand-up comedian. And I just, I guess I want to commend you for giving another platform for people who do feel inclined to storytell and have comedy in their veins, but maybe they don't you know, adhere to the typical stand-up comedian platform, and here you are providing something where they can still get up there and perform yeah. and showcase what they like, and I think that's well, amazing. It's a, thank you, it but is. it's not like any great sacrifice because, this sh- I mean, the show is a... Partly I do it for me because mm-hmm. I just love to watch it. But You know, but, I love to do it, but I love to watch it because... There's that thing of seeing somebody who's not like anyone else, and that's really what mm-hmm. we we that. we have. Beth, what is your talent though? You get the top of the top, and you get people like Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Yeah. It's like God, I haven't seen him on TV for forever, but God, his whole comedy. Julia Sweeney, seeing her apart from her uh, her her woman special, which is an offspring of of Uncabaret, direct, yeah. and then uh-huh. you have like these huge names. Like, how do you gather all these people around you? Um, well, freedom, giving people freedom. <laughs> I yes. mean, you know, freedom and creating. Uh, I think some of the things that are appealing to performers about the show are, you know, the, the, a secure feeling that the other perform. It's nice to be part of a group, and it's nice to not have to carry a whole night. Mm-hmm. And then it's nice to know everyone else will be good. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's that. And the audience... But that's scary, though, too, to say, like, you don't have a script. Control. You get up on stage well, and you literally I mean, have to... No, that's I scary mean, to me. Yes, but the audience is also an unsung hero on Cabaret. The audience is amazing. Our that's audience true. is... You have more celebrities, like, in the audience <laughs> than on stage, honestly. Because you have, like, what, eight to nine performers? No, each show is... Um, Six. Six at most, yeah. And then okay. there's 20 celebrities in the audience who are like, God, can I elbow them for like an autograph or like be on this show? It's, it's, but it's a testament to the show that you guys have, have kept going. Thank you. Um, cool. I want to take a look at the trailer that we have uh, for Uncabaret because it's, it's just... It's, what is it? <laughs> we'll find out. I don't know. Oh. Uncabaret and just bearing your soul. I'm too private for what I said today. I won't say anything that isn't 100% true. You guys, Vanity Fair said. communal experience expressing itself in the moment of the show. Hello, and welcome to the Uncabaret. I'm Asian, my husband's white, our son is black. We, when we walk down the street, we cause what I call the what the fuck triangle. <laughs> it's like people are literally like... <laughs> When I enter a room, I don't even want to look at people because I don't want to get that look. What are you doing right now? Like a cougar slash his mother, I go pick him up. naked on my bed covered in chocolate. Oh, I can't masturbate off the grid. <laughs> well, come on, Beth. I'm a big faggot. Maybe even I know this. <laughs> What's coach kid? Is this a sport of some kind? <laughs> But I'm telling you, the energy that you feel when you walk in the room, you feel privileged to be an audience member. Yeah. And you are, 
you cry, you you smile, you laugh, you do oh. everything that you should be doing in mm. Hollywood. Um, Beth, we got a lot of emails, by the way. Oh. Um, what are who are some of the celebrities you've been surprised by? Oh gosh, well Jennifer Coolidge is somebody who is an amazing storyteller, and people might not know that part of her. I would not have guessed that. Um, Richard Chamberlain was somebody that was a surprising guest. Let's see. He was rude to me, but I won't say why. All right. Um, That is very odd. You know, that was an odd Very odd. But no, I mean, you know, um, trying to think who are some of the other celebrities that we've been surprised by. Well, everyone is is surprising because everybody is new and fresh every time. Um, All those people you just saw, you know, have, have done surprising, amazing sets every... I mean, Margaret came a couple of months ago and did a half an hour just about, you know, her latest. And it was very intense. And, you know, sometimes it's a f- it's easy and breezy and fun and a funny story that uh, Alec has about raising his son. And sometimes it's like a dig down deep. And ver- it's been very political this, you know, past, oh, you know, six months. Julie Goldman has been on fire. Um, I don't know. And and Uncabaret is going to be. You guys are coming at Palm Springs next, right? Well, no, we we were there they, last week. Yeah, yeah, so okay, I thought I saw something coming up in July, but maybe that was an oh, old post. Okay, girl. You are sharing your gift, though. You're doing a writer series. Yes, we did a writer series. We uh, have a graphic, Tony. Uh, at the library, uh, one of the offshoot shows has been called "Say the Word," and that was really based on having friends. I mean, we have a bunch of people who do the show that are showrunners. Michael Patrick King, who ran Sex in the City. Two Broke Girls, amazing storyteller. John Regi, who uh, was on 30 Rock for a lot of years, and uh, Gary Shandling's show. Um, we've had a list this very week. Liz Astroff, who is a show, was just, and Stacey Traub, both were our sh- TV writers and we have had a great tradition of TV writers who you might not know as performers, but there are other TV writers who can't quite perform but are amazing personal narrative writers. So Say the Word is a show that was in many years at the Skirball, and we just did a tour of the Los Angeles libraries. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. How do all of you guys deal with the ups and downs in entertainment? Like Badly. Beth, yeah. No, <laughs> because Beth, I know like you worked on a huge pilot. Uh, I think it was with MTV or... I did have a talk show pilot with MTV. It was greenlit. Uh, but was... We, we all have projects and like Jack, like when you get booked and then it doesn't come through or like, or, you know, wh- <laughs> how, how do we keep Just not... Have, a, have another cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> or like Billy, like when you have a movie that's, that's maybe isolation. not so well re- received, like honestly, it affects us in the pocketbook. Oh, it affects definitely. us in definitely. the spirituality, it's, it's our baby. emotional. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like your baby's ugly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did it. My if second, I had an ugly baby, it'd be a production. And when it's <laughs> you, it's just like my second feature was ripped to shreds. But thank goodness it sold all over the world and actually made me money more than my first one. So, so, but, 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 how do we deal well, with that? that? Worked out. Yeah, well, yeah, is like, worked out. There's, you know, you. I think you try to get better. You try to have a thicker skin. You, which I don't at all. But I think you, you kind of n- learn that. To me, 
getting bitter is the worst. Like mm-hmm. you have yeah. to decide uh-huh. I'm not getting bitter. But that's our natural reaction. We we're prideful people. I think I think just we can be sad for a moment. Yeah. We gotta move forward. Yeah, well, I, can that's why we're still here, right? You know, yeah. You're either bitter, that's angry, or it uh, turns into depression. And those are like the uh, same thing of different coins. Right? I don't you gotta pick that. yourself up. Dust yourself yeah. off. Start move. all over again. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Mitch, move on what, to the next thing. What happens when you put a show Learn. together for a singer that you think is amazing and it just doesn't hit home? Because it's like you feel bad for the performer, but. Oh, that's only happened about 100 times. <laughs> um. <laughs> because with like cabaret wise, like traditional cabaret, you never know what's going to hit or not hit. Yeah. You know? So, so like. How do you deal with that when you get a bad review? You'll never get a bad review because you play the music perfectly. You're like, bye, girl. <laughs> this business is an accident. It's an accident on a freeway. You can't tell anything. Mm. It's gonna, you, you, can't, yeah. you don't know. It's hard to predict. You're right you, you, you know, are. you have to approach it with love. You have to be supportive of who you're working with. Nurture them and, um, and hope for the best. Yeah. yeah, And try to learn. I think there's also like a... There have been some things that haven't gone well that, you know, in retrospect, you go, well, you know, maybe they were right. You know, it's not always. It's you like, should try yeah. to learn and, and see the whole thing. Somebody gave, at the beginning That's of my career yeah. sort yeah. of said, totally. here's the thing. It's all one thing. And you know who did? Robert Altman, when he got his Lifetime Achievement, he said the most beautiful thing. He said, it's all one movie. You know, so if you start to see it as all one movie, whatever your thing is, and it's all, it's your whole career, it's your whole artistic endeavor. And I have to say, you know, and I I own this, I have Sunday nights, we have a great show, and I have the greatest set, and it was all great, I'll be in the greatest mood. And I can be very, very moody on a Sunday night if it doesn't go well. So I'm saying this, but you just have to sort of. That's 100% right, I think, with all of us. Like Jack, if you have an audience that doesn't respond, or Mitch, they don't respond to yeah. your artist the way that you think we're, that they yeah. would, or we're Chrissy. Very sensitive towards that. Sometimes an interview yeah. doesn't go well. Flower, we delicate flowers. When I was hanging out very with comedians, delicate. they were like, "If I don't have a good set this week, the rest of my week's bad." You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. I try to use it as fuel. You know? you know, I try to be like, you know what, fuck that. But it's I'm better said than done. Up. Yeah. Like, because I get a lot of emails from the show, and then I'll get like, oh, blah blah blah, and it's like, oh, you look fat tonight. I'm like, oh. Well, you know, like I pretending I'm not number one, yeah. <laughs> number two, you. but like, you know what I mean. I have a theory. More tape it's, tomorrow. It's the crow and the songbird. You know, it's a lot easier to hear the crow than to that's hear the true. songbird. Did you hashtag that? Yet? I haven't. That's had another T-shirt. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like singing somewhere over the rainbow right now. I don't know why. It just, um, just I do an amazing there. mashup in my cabaret of uh, uh, somewhere that's green into somewhere over the rainbow. I feel like anyway. we should touch that. Beth that. does. Creative consulting for those of you who are listening to yeah. things that Beth are saying. You're like, damn, she's amazing. How can I? I'd learn be more intimidated about that? though. Like, I would be intimidated. Yeah. I'll be but, honest. I mean, you're gonna help them. They should go in knowing you're gonna help whatever the I, hell they're working I ha- on. You know, I, I, it's a creative endeavor for me to help people, to sort of hear and reflect. I think it's fun because it's like a puzzle to me. I don't come in. I don't have to know anything. I come in. You share, and I try to yeah. adjust the energy and. Um, you know, it's fun. Yeah, I'm sure you have the best intentions, so get in there, people. Get in there with Beth. Sounds cool. I have the best intentions and great results, hey. I will say. Hey. High five, there we go. High five. And plus, don't cast her as, like, the, you know, performance artist. Yeah. <laughs> Along, 
Billy, we have to talk. Billy. What? Storytelling. <laughs> Billy gets blue. <laughs> so you're finishing, which I have to imagine is like a huge monument. You're finishing a three film parody uh, with your new project that you're working on, Dead, Dead, Dead Ringer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we haven't filmed it yet. We're in pre-production. But, right. But still, you know, I mean, it's I don't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, when I even made the original one. I actually was making, you know, you talked about my book, uh, Everything's Going to Be Just Fine. I had actually, my whole reason why I even went into storytelling as a, a film was I wanted to take that, that book and turn it into a feature about the last three months of Elizabeth Montgomery's life and how it affected me. So it was a very kind of spiritual journey. And uh, I wrote it, and we had amazing people attached. Uh, Christine Applegate to play... To play her, we had uh, it was phenomenal. We had seventy five percent of the financing, and because of uh, the climate, and because of the subject matter, because it's not necessarily something everybody's going to run and see. You know, <laughs> it yeah. fell, and I immediately sat there. And instead of coming out of the meeting with all these people here in L.A., I went, "What the hell do I have?" And I went, "You know, six months ago I saw this really, really ridiculous show called Christmas with the Crawfords." And it was all about, uh, uh, you know, uh, Joan Crawford, Christmas night, and, um, you know, with Christ- yeah, with Christina and the whole thing. And it was completely the <laughs> no most wire. stupid, ridiculous, fun evening of a play could imaginable. Just, but her maid was Baby Jane, right? We all know whatever happened to Baby Jane. And Baby I was, Davis. yeah. And there was this char- guy who was playing the Baby Jane character. And I went, he is totally fascinating. And it was just, you know, and mind you, this was six months before this even happened. You know, my, everything fell apart. And I was like going, God, wouldn't that be hilarious if I did a re rethinking of whatever happened to Baby Jane? But it has to be serious because I got to really totally reevaluate the story and look at all the characters, why they're there, who they were, because I remembered how fractured it was. And it wasn't enough depth in it, but it has to be funny. Mm. Now, uh, I'm sure somebody <laughs> wants to see that stupid thing. Oh, and make it dark and scary, too. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Put it on Let's there. do that. And it'll all be men, of course. But you did this, and you had no previous experience as a filmmaker. Well, yeah, but uh, yes, you're right. But in my whole <laughs> so. <laughs> no, but what this is what success is. But you have to start so? somewhere. Yeah. I well, I, I mean, just charge ahead. But I, I had been in the industry all my life as a hair and makeup man. You know, Behind I, the scenes, I you watched. Saw. I watched. I didn't do very many features uh, because I didn't like, they didn't pay me enough, and it was too long. So I did lots of commercials, lots of music videos, starting out right with MTV at the beginning. I mean, and, and uh, lots of TV movies because they were short. They were only like three to four weeks. Uh, and mind you, only Elizabeth Montgomery because she was nice. And, <laughs> and, and that's not only. I, I did a bunch of others. But uh, still, I, I didn't want to do that. I made more money doing a commercial, right? And, and why not make money? Uh, but I watched everything. I watched everything they did, and I didn't realize how important that all was. You know, sitting there, because, of course, I would only do the star, the female star of everything I did. So I'm standing right there with them, and all the directors would come to me and say, how are they? And then I would meet with the DPs and tell them how they wanted to be shot. Love it. So I would learn how to shoot oh. someone. I would learn all these different, and also how to take care of people. Mm-hmm. Because that is something that a lot of directors today don't seem to know how to do, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because, uh, I mean, I, don't, I, I ask all the people that I work with, I know many, so many actors, as we all do, and I ask them so, and they'll say, oh, I just, I just did this, uh, you know, great gig on da-da-da-da. And they go, well, how was the director? And they say, I never met him. 
I'm going, mm. they, you never met him? He never came up to you and said, hi, I'm da-da-da-da, so great to meet you. How are you doing today? The biggest, most important director that I ever worked with was Blake Edwards, I felt. Blake Edwards was the most charming, amazing man you could imagine. And he, Interesting. He lit up the room when he came in, and he took uh, uh, he took he went to each person every morning mm. and he said, how are you today grabbed your shoulders mm. whatever gra- gave you a hug no matter who you were to ma- he understood how to start your morning and how to set a tone because everything is setting a tone right mm. and w- where does it come from the director no matter what, it comes yeah. from the director. Yeah. You're all waiting for that person to walk on st- uh, in the room on stage, I said. Well, it is like yeah. a stage, right? Yeah. And uh, that is what I try to do. So I learned, how do I get the best performances out of my people is treat them with respect, listen, and everybody else so that they believe that they're there for a purpose. And drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring this back to On the Rock somehow because I was like, Andrew. all of us were like, had, oh, yeah, had to bring this I was like in awe, like I was listening to Buddha. Do you notice for editing like, purposes, I gave it a few beats? Let's take a look at a trailer for uh, Hush Up, Sweet Charlotte because you also work with uh, Mink Stoll, John Rodders. Yeah, yeah, and to me, you know, I mean, I must admit, I was a kid like everybody else who who just like in awe of John Waters. Walk us through the. I've come to help with everything. Varlagin. Well, well, of course, that's Varlagin Merman, and if you if you don't know Varlagin Merman, she's actually a phenomenal actor. Uh, she's a, again one of those actors who who created this character, Varlagin Merman. She's not Varlagin Merman. She's like she's like a. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, you know, Elvira. You know what I mean? That woman got here. And of course, right now, she's very sick of playing her. But I won't say that. <laughs> she keeps on saying, Can I be a man in your movie next? <laughs> so, but look at the, like, you capture, because it's a parody, you capture the imagery of the original film. I try to create to the, the umpteenth degree of what I can possibly with my budget to make sure it feels. That's the most important, is that it feels like it. But I also, this was a terrible movie, the original film, Hush Up, Sweet Charlotte. <laughs> it's one of, it really I thought was. it was great. It's a, gr- it's a terrible movie, and it has, the story is, is just all over the place. So I had to sit there, and I had to write back, back stuff for all the characters. Why are they are? What's going on in them? Why would they want to do this? And that's another thing that I try to do, is I try to reevaluate these old stories. The base is amazing. But but uh, if anybody saw Olivia de Havilland in the original, it didn't make any sense. What are you doing coming all of a sudden in here? And I know we, you want money, but why do you want money? What is that happened in the past that made you want to do this? You know, and I have these long like things where, you know, she's having this moment about how her whole life is shit and and she hated them all. And now she wants them to die, you know. I wanted to look at how different... Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> Happiness. I wanted to look at how different that is, though, because you're, you're ending your parody series with... Yeah. And this is, this is a trailer for your new documentary about Montgomery Clift. Oh, that's not a documentary. That's actually going to be a, a feature film. Mm-hmm. But this is, is the short. This is, yeah, this this is, is just the trailer, just to see the difference of... Of... Yeah. That I can do something else. <laughs> In the column was 
Walk us through, because you've gotten some like old footage and with the actor. I saw an amazing film recently where they combined old film with new footage. And you, they would even have the original person right next to them, and then they'd glow off. And I went, how brilliant is to take some of the most amazing clips there are of Monty uh, and combine them with recreation of it. And, and um, I found, I, I'm so fortunate to have found someone that just hit my heart who uh, really felt like Monty. And it was so interesting when I did the casting call, uh, he was someone who had been studying him for two years. Oh, wow. And he really came in and he was Monty as well as looking like him. And, um, uh, and the reason why I have Judy Garland uh, in, in it and so important it will be in the future is because he adored Judy Garland with every imp of his body. And I figured, what is your playlist? You know, if you had an iPod and you're in 1967, 65 or whatever, what did you listen to when you were in pain? Yeah. You would be listening to your idol, Judy Garland. So I hear it all takes place, and even the feature, all takes place on the last day of his life. And he had a really good relationship with Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth too. Taylor was oh. someone he loved beyond imagination. And he had that uh, crash. She was right there with him. Exactly, along with uh, Rock Hudson and her wife and her wife. His, his wife. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, no judgment, no judgment. No judgment. I mean, you know, Rock Hudson had, a, for a short period of time, he was married. Because the studio told them, but they were best friends, and uh, Elizabeth Taylor and his, and her husband, and they were all there, you know, at that crash site mm. when that happened. And Elizabeth Taylor ran all the way from her house, all the way down, and they tried to stop her, and she wouldn't. She worked her way into the back of the car, got into the front seat as he was he was choking, and uh, uh, she was wearing a white dress. Isn't that great? I can't wait to film it. Mm. <laughs> and she takes his head, puts it on her lap. And pulls uh, teeth sorry. in the back yeah. of his throat out, yeah. and the paparazzi appeared, and they, they she immediately looked over and said, "If you take one picture, I will never let you take another picture of me again in my life." And they stopped. Damn. And Rock Hudson and uh, her uh, uh, Liz's husband, I can't remember at the moment, Michael Walding maybe, uh, got them away and pushed him back, and they didn't take one picture. Mm. I don't know if that would have happened again. This is storytelling, too. I mean, that is actually, that's incredible. Yeah. Can't wait to see that on film. We have to wrap up, but real fast, we all interview people from all over the place. Chrissy, Beth, and Billy, now with the advocate interviews that you're doing. What are the do's and don'ts of interviewing? Do listen. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes girl. Yeah. I was yeah. just about to say that. Yeah. You got to remember, it's not about you. It's about them. Exactly. So depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, 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 I totally uh, agree. <laughs> and what I'm, uh, me as, as shooting it, as shooting the, uh, or filming it, not to use the term shooting, I got beaten up one day when on, on they said, don't ever say shooting. Oh, wow. I said, well, we just always say that. That's I'm so weird. sorry. I better, I'll say filming. Oh, they said, there's too many shootings going on. Oh. You know Facebook. Oh. Anyway, oh. so right, I'm going to be, sen- done. I'm going to be sensitive and I'm going to say yeah. filming. Yeah. Why not? Okay. I can do that. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. I said, I said, one of the things that I do, and, and it's interesting because, of course, I have producers, and they're constantly they're going, we're not really interested in what they're saying. I said, let them talk. You don't know where it's going to lead. Yeah. I said, you just got to get them moving. If they get in there and they get excited, you let them go because you never know what you're going to get. Yes. You, know, you know what I mean? 
because even there, even if maybe this section isn't good, I, just the one I had before, I started with one section. She went into another thing because it sparked something in her, and she started getting so passionate. I said, there it is. There it is. That's what I was waiting for. And then I could say at the end of it, I said, great, we're done. You know? And I think do your research. Don't wing it. Don't fucking wing it. But sometimes you don't have time to do all this. Yeah. Right. So at least browse something. Yeah. At least go to their Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) And just keep pouring the vodka. That's what I said. Obviously, that worked for all of us. Jack Fry, I have another. uh, We got a lot of emails about uh, the school district. Oh. Um, how is the L.A. school district doing? I don't even know what that <laughs> means. Neither <laughs> uh, do. do I, and I'm going to ponder it. Now, I, I'm also a, a fully credentialed teacher, but I have uh, I don't teach full-time anymore because I'm, I'm called to do the show all the time, so yeah. I, I substitute. You did a March for Science, by the way, too. I, I did a March Love for that. Science, and uh, it, they Love were that. really a lot of fun, and it's the first time I ever used that train from Santa Monica all the way down to where it ends. And I just... I was that in itself was worth it, you know. So <laughs> taking the train the to Santa Monica to where it ends. Uh, well, t- yeah, the taking tra- the train in my where flask does it end? all the way down there. I think it ended in Wonderland. Where does everybody this, get that with a flask? Where does this go? Where did it go, Jack? Where did the train? Where did the train go? Ends up downtown. Oh, Union, Union, Union Station. Union Station. Uh, some, yeah, Union right. Station. Exactly. Ends in right Union on. Station. Pour them some more. Because I take that Union Station to, to Santa Monica. That's how I get there yeah. these days. Because yeah. I'm tired of taking that car and not, you it know, works. coming home is it terrible. Works. You can Getting there is fine. To wave everybody to pass All right. the 10. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, Mitch. Mitch, like, so I put together cabaret shows. I've been at Rockwell for like five times. I'm so nervous to approach musical directors, piano players, because of their resume. You play for great storytellers. What do you say yes to? What do you say no to? What if a non-singer... Not, oh, I'm a great singer, by the way. But what if a non-singer... <laughs> by the way, I, I would love her. for you to bust out a tune. Yeah. Oh, you heard me sing? Yeah. Oh, no, you. I have not heard you sing you yet. Can, Please. Oh, comes up uh, you can see my it. version of uh, No One Is Alone from Into the Woods for Pride. It's on uh, YouTube. Oh, I will look okay. for it. Thank you. Uh, but what happens when you have... Because some non-singers have amazing shows that they do, but they just don't. Sing well, and you're gonna have to like not only just play for them, but you have to train them. You know, occasionally, yeah, that was you, Russ. Oh, oh God, it's coming out now. <laughs> That's right. Let's talk about it. This. Yeah, interesting. He's amazing. I mean, he's. You first of all, if you recognize an artist, might have vocal limitations. You try to pick songs that maybe aren't. Has a huge range, a lot of notes, Talk something, something that they'll be able to perform easily and be comfortable and kill with the song. But what if somebody comes to you and says, "I want to do this and this," and then you play for Christina them, and all of a sudden, uh, Faye Dunaway in Sunset Boulevard, like they literally had to cancel this huge campaign because she just couldn't do it. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, well, I can't believe that either. So, at what point do you like? Oh, it's not going to work. Oh yeah, do you, are you straight up with people? Are you like that's not really the best song well, for your vocals? What about that movie that Tom Cruise did, where he was singing Rock of Ages, and, and then he he, he sat in train. I'm actually for six in Rock months. of Ages. Are you really? I'm not even you. It was filmed at uh, they did the Office version at the oh. anyway. Can you okay. make anybody a pop singer? Can Back you do to Mitch. Can you make anybody? Yeah, make anybody could be a pop singer. I have a a good story. I was working with a famous voice teacher. I, I'm not going to name any names. Okay. 
Seth and Ridge. Seth Riggs. Oh, <laughs> Seth really? Riggs. I know Seth Riggs. I really, I, look at, I got any reaction from that. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, and um, a female artist came in who was early on in her career. Madonna. It, <laughs> it wasn't Madonna. Bing Crosby. <laughs> and <laughs> what if we found out Bing Crosby was like trans? Uh, and she came in, she sang, she did her singing. And he said, I, I hope you're practicing and working on these songs yeah. home. And she's like, no, I watch TV. And um, she seemed apathetic about it. Well, she walked out of the lesson and he said, I don't know why she's wasting our time and her time, et cetera. Well, six months later, she became a superstar. Oh, damn. And so I try not to have any judgment if someone comes in and they aren't the best singer or the full package isn't there because... That would be a great guest. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Britney Spears? I Next week, Selena <laughs> Gomez on our show. Yeah. Ariana Grande. Uh, you just fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah, it can yeah. all be. Yeah. Pick a lot. And sorry. so I, I've learned I'm, I'm not going to make any judgment. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm really sorry. You're not good enough or I don't see it. I try to refrain from that and I... I try to be as open-minded as possible because I've seen where people put heavy judgments. That's so weird, though. How do you judge that? He doesn't. It's, it's a great unknown. <laughs> you know, there's people I'll say, no, I don't think. I'm sorry. I'm really busy right now. I'm not available. But You almost said that to the show tonight. And then you <laughs> 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 boom. Drum. All right. We need to finish up the show. We're going to do uh, Rapid Fire 5. Uh so, Mitch, because I, I, you weren't supposed to be, like, I didn't know. So okay. I have to think about the Rapid Fire 5. What I think we're going to do with the Rapid Fire 5 oh, is everybody else has to ask them a Rapid Fire question. So just keep that in mind. You're going to be our last. Does that make sense? No. I have to ask a Rapid Fire question. Um, so first, Jack Fry. Oh, I have to be first. Okay, I'll, I'll ice you need break more it to here. Drink, Jack. No, he doesn't. Oh my god! No, I agree. no we, we're, Jack is we're all out. I feel like Jack I'm the flag. Dean Martin show versus the, the Gomer Pyle show, and they had a baby. <laughs> what two things would you tell Einstein right now? I'd say Jello, and I'd say I really <laughs> watermelon. That's what I'd say. No, come Jell-O on, like, what does that mean? Jell-O. Exactly. No, I would love for him to see the show, and I would be interested to see what he would think, and I and I hope he he he'd appreciate it in the sense that. It's not a whitewash, but it's uh, it's it's a period of his life that he would go, oh wow, okay, I, you just you just made my stomach turn because I would just relive that. But what advice would you give young Einstein? What advice I would give a mm-hmm. young Einstein? Two things he would tell him. Um, I would say, look at your Zurich notebooks, <laughs> and you won't get that until you see the show because. Okay. That we have to see it at Santa Monica Playhouse right now. Yeah, that that would oh, be very cool. EinsteinThePlay.com. Who said Einstein? I didn't say that. Uh, but that would be very important to him because in his he would he was uh, published five times with the wrong formula. So people think about Einstein. He just sat in, in his easy chair, lazy boy, wrote all these great, wonderful formulas. I mean, he really worked his butt off. He worked fifteen years on relativity, fifteen years on that. So and, and he had. Bad luck after bad luck. It was like God. Oh. Everything was against him. And so he never I got paid during that time, Xerox. by the way. Hmm. Well, I mean. Like, we as artists, yeah. we think we're on our big project. Right. He never got paid right. working was, to that big thing. He was a teacher, wasn't he? Yeah, he was working at University of Berlin. And his dad wasn't super supportive, right? 
No, he had a yeah. thorn on his dad. His yeah. dad, his his dad died thinking he was a loser. You know. Oh and, uh, shit, that you know, sucks. So, and, uh, this is not so rapid. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and I just blow it. I no, 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 no. So you teach a lot of kids. What is one subject you would never teach? You'd be like, no. Oh my god. <laughs> Sex ed. Uh, Yes, thank you for answering that for me. I would, I would feel very uncomfortable with that. Put What's the one condom on the banana? Uh, <laughs> What's one thing you would, uh... I would show them how to do it with one hand? You could do it one hand. Oh, oh talent! Awkward. So, awkward. Uh, hashtag awkward. <laughs> <laughs> one thing you would change about the educational system today? Make it less politically correct and more uh, uh, motivated, and and let let. The uh, people, f- just the individual, find their individual passion, and but still, it's, it's a, a mixture of, of the structure. It needs structure too. It needs structure, but it needs uh, individual attention. You know, I, I'm sorry. So I, went to, I went to private school in my no life. Politics. That's mm-hmm. scary, though, because then, like, a classroom in. Like a different state could teach different things. That's interesting. Well, I, I, I mean, not in a negative sense. I mean, there, there are two sides of the coin of this political correctness. We all know that. So yes. it, it, it's, it's got to, uh, uh, so I would say, stress the individual. Stress the individual. It's hmm. so important. You know, find out who you are. I mean, Einstein went to a, a school where he was first learning rote, and he got so bored with it. But when he went to the Federal Polytechnic, he loved it because he was – Somewhat in charge of his education, and they they enjoyed and encouraged dissenting voices, mm-hmm. in the, in the sense where you could express yourself and throw your idea on the table, let someone else throw their idea on the table, and and work it out, and let's you know, let's see what happens. So All right, next rapid fire. I'm sorry, that was <laughs> the rapid fire has become like another <laughs> show. Yeah, it's like time it. to close the show. Like so Jack Fry, you take your show to many different sets. Like you have big sets to little sets to hey here's the classroom. What are your dressing rooms? Dressing rooms must have, and I don't mean like a bottle of water. I mean like personal vodka. Just what you have here. <laughs> well, I can see that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Every school would love to present you with vodka. Uh, what's one thing that students do that you hate? That's a. I'm, that's a back. tough one. I don't because think it's rapid fire. It's just, just it's, no. it's rapid fire. It's the constant interruptions and the constant grandstanding. That you get constant interrupted in the classrooms. You can't get any flow. Whether it's like the announcements or this and that, or, or or people you know coming up. So it's like okay, I've been trying to teach you you know two plus two for you know forty five minutes, and you know we can't get off the ground. I can't get through roll call. You know that's that's tough because there's not a lot of respect in. Uh, in education. In well, and you also had a tough time of it. You were a white guy in South L.A. Yes. Uh, yes, I was. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, and that, uh, that's, I have a show called The Colonist before I go into that. But it's um, different. It's different because you really, uh, I feel when they're really young, I teach, that they, they, they people learn racism. It's, it's not something that, Oh, I 100 percent agree. You know, yeah, for sure. It, yeah. It's like, it, you know, my, my best friends growing up were like black and white and blue and purple and yellow and you know, it, 
So you dated it. the Smurfs, or are you? Beth Lapidus, you are next up for Rapid Fire. I'm going to slow it down even further. <laughs> <laughs> so, pilots. Yes. We know pilots. You did a whole show about pilots that never yes, made it. Which right, I love that network. you did that, by yeah. the way. Yes. Way to go, girl. So hey, great. Hey. If you could go back and rework any pilot episode of any show, what show would it have been? Pass. <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that kind of person. I don't have like an encyclopedia, like an encyclopedia, you know, knowledge of, I guess I would just say my own because it didn't end up going. Interesting. Hell yeah, sister. I mean, I'm writing a pilot now. Um, the thing about pilots, I, I, to give a sort of a little bit of a better answer, the thing about a pilot is you enter into a world and you have to enter into it far enough in where you're in it and you're not just learning about it and you have to not enter so far in that you just sort of wa- you have to really want to know what's going to happen. So, you know, I, I don't know. That. <laughs> I would say rap- that. We have such uh-huh. intelligent people today. Like, Rapid Fire is going to be like well, this whole discussion. I gave you, water- no, no, no. I gave you watermelon and jello at the beginning, yeah. but you rejected it. <laughs> That's Who's a comedian uh, person that you interviewed that you would never ask back again? <laughs> Pass. <laughs> God. I, would never, I would never name a name like that. I mean, there have been some, but. Uh, they just don't <laughs> not get us back. <laughs> uh, what is your dream interview? Ted, alive. Oh, wow. Um, again, I don't really... You know, how can you go wrong with Jesus? Uh, oh, can... no, that's yeah, not... Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, All right, no. Gertrude Stein. I'd love mm. to talk to Gertrude mm. Stein. I feel like you guys would get in a fight. You'd be like... I... I'd love to talk to think of somebody alive that I could actually book. Um, you can book anyone. anyone. Yeah. Russell Brand, I think, would be really fun oh, to interview. Oh, especially okay. now. Yeah, yeah, that's actually you know, interesting. I think he'd be amazing. So that. I think he's available. <laughs> he should be at the next on Cabaret. <laughs> when he means available, he means available. Uh, <laughs> well, that's true, too. Uh, the biggest mistake you think comedians make? Ooh. Staleness. Yeah, you know, mm. saying it over and over again, because and it's a. I've done it too because you want the laugh. You know, you want to get you, you want to get the laugh, but really the the process of comedy is giving laughs, and you can't keep giving it if the thing is just has no air in it. Interesting, but you have a good like it's like a Mitch and probably like a good song that's your signature song. Yeah, how many like Liza? How many times can she do maybe this time or whatever? But I think with music, if I could beep in, it's a little different because we sing the same song, you know, every night on Cabaret. A song can, I don't know, a song is meant to be heard over and over again. That's, That's the thing about music. You, as a That's list- different dynamics. Yeah. yeah. You can bring yeah. everybody together. And right? as a listener, you love to hear a song again. It's an emotional experience that you connect to. True. As a listener, you don't love to hear the same funny thing that many times. That's very interesting. How many times did Judy Garland sing somewhere over the rainbow? And we love it. Or the man that got away. Mm. Yeah, well, many men got away. <laughs> <laughs> Beth Lapidus, uh, we got this email too. Is that nobody knows anything about you personally? Dating, oh. lifestyle, where you live, what you eat. Uh, so one one question I'm I'm gonna ask: What is the most embarrassing song on your playlist? 
that uh, if we saw, you'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe that they saw that. Oh gosh. Uh, I, you know, I have a Sarah McLaughlin uh, uh, channel. The, every single song uh, is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. I have <laughs> So. Mine is Hanson Mbop to this oh, day. I listen to it yeah. all the time. Remix. Damn. Billy. Billy. Yes. Billy. If you could date any actor, living or dead, who would it be? Ooh. Oh. Mm. Gosh. Danny Kay. He was dating Lawrence Olivia at the time. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I heard Danny Kay was no, not true. a friendly person. I, heard no, he I don't was care. I just difficult. I don't know why. Listen, I always he's had just this thing to hit it for him. You asked. All right. Yes. Okay. You're right. You're right. Just wants to knock boots. That's he it. cooked Chinese food too. <laughs> oh, did he? There okay. you go. Make I some thought Chinese he was. You know, I would like to date that person I saw on screen. How about well, that? Well, if you if you make Chinese food, I'll date you. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Or at least bang you. Whatever. Billy, we know you for your parodies right now. Now, if you could remake any film, uh, strange, what would it be? Strangely enough, I think I want to redo uh, A Place in the Sun, which was Montgomery Cliff's, one of my favorite films he ever did. Love that one. But, and that's because it is always important. With the, the subject matter, of course, is a, a young girl who gets pregnant and he doesn't know what to do about it. You know, and, and it becomes tragic. So I think that, sadly, it will always be true. I think you're right. Billy Clift, what is a guilty pleasure that you have? Mm. Nachos? <laughs> well, that's actually really true. I, love I loved I love a big pile of nachos with lots of crap on Chili it. Chili cheese fries? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yes. And also the uh, uh, tater tots as nachos. Tater tots is great. Yeah, but yeah. You, I love tater. You're tots. not. No, she's feeding you. I, love, I'm sorry. I, I do. I do. Right I do love sorry. tater tots because I go down to the bottom of the hill where they have tater tots. At the, I live in Silver Lake, and there's the Silver Lake uh, Cafe go. or whatever, After and the they show. always have tater tots. And they were. I want to tater tots so That's badly. That's not your guilty pleasure. I know for a fact. And I walked down, and they were closed. All right. And so I had to go to Vaughn's and get some tater tots. Storytelling is ended. Okay. Called rapid fire. Are you related to Montgomery Cliff? Yes. <laughs> yes. You are you really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is one of the most overrated classics? And I'm interested to see, because sometimes we say, this is a classic, and I look at it, I'm like, uh. Hmm. Mine's Vertigo. Lawrence of Arabia. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. I actually want I to get know bored. from... Uh, I get bored. Oh, a really? Oh, God, what was that oh. one that bored the shit out of me? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember the name. It's so boring. I fell asleep. Uh, I, exactly. It's those moments where you go up and everybody went, oh, I loved it. I can't remember. Well, it was clearly it. very it's boring. Cause it was so home. boring. Oh, oh, how about um, uh, there was a movie, by a uh, Merchant Ivory film uh, called The Bostonians. Hmm. The Bostonians was very well received, blah, 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 blah. But it was all about the most boring day of this woman's life. And the most, I mean, it just went on. It was two and a half hours of boring. Holy and then bananas. finally at the end, finally at the end, she looks around, she goes, there must be a thousand ways to be dreary. And I went, <laughs> that's <laughs> what this fucking movie was about? <laughs> and I went, you're right. And I just saw it. Damn, right, homegirl. This rapid fire turned into like a whole other show. <laughs> you seem so disappointed. No, because it's blah, blah, blah. No, it's great because then we see. The fact is, is everybody has so many like stories. stories. Uh, your biggest actor pet peeve when you're on set and you're doing your film and an actor does this and you're like, what's my oh. motivation? <laughs> I love the face you made. What's my motivation? Nobody says that really. Yes. Really? Do they, they really? That? Yes. What's my motivation? 
They didn't figure that shit out before and they got And you know there. what? I make it up instantly. Love that you do and that. And I grab their hand and go, this is what we're doing here. And I, until I feel that they've got it. Because I don't care. I just want them to understand what they need to hear. Whatever they need to hear. And I'm not really judging them, but I must admit, I go, mm, and then I go, don't okay. you think people just say that because they're really afraid to say, I'm afraid? Like, oh, totally. what's my motivation is just code oh. for, yeah. I'm afraid I can't begin yet. Yeah. I have too much well, fear to begin. Well, they must have known right. motivation right. if they Or I need more direction. Process, yeah. Nobody right? wants to I say I need. Yeah. 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 They were great when they were, you know. <laughs> yeah, when I cast choice. and you've gone to, you know, in these days, I hate to say it, you can have one person. You get you can have six people trying out That's for that true. role. Uh, I you could guys. Go, for Monty, I had 500 try for Monty. Holy Can you believe it? A 20-minute short. Mind you, it could have been because it was such classic people could have had something to do with it. You guys, I have to say, uh, we're so over time. We're <laughs> but way here's over. the thing. Way over but here's the thing. We could talk all day. These people are so fascinating. I'm having such a great time. I feel honored to be such a talented. It's a, oh, it's a fun I so show. agree. What a cool tell your story. Like, what I'm telling yes. everybody is tell Group. your story. It's gonna. It's gonna. We're gonna go around the room. Tell our listeners where they can find okay. you, follow you. Oh, just on Facebook. It's all I can do. Twitter, all that shit. No, but tell them what the handle is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's Billy Clift. Billy Clift on Facebook. And I don't know. <laughs> let me do it for you. Hush Shop Sweet Charlotte is available for download and watching. Oh, you mean want that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Baby Jane, uh, Hush Up Sweet Charlotte, and I Want to Get Married. You didn't mention my middle film, I Want to Get Married. That did so poorly, but I actually made money That's on it. That's why I didn't mention it. <laughs> you I know, saw I did that. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, you can find all those on Amazon Prime. Thank you. Beth Lapidus. Uh, I'm at Beth Lapidus and at on Cabaret on Instagram, where you can find out some personal things about me if you're that curious. And yeah, Twitter, uh, Facebook, I'm just me. And uh, on Cabaret is on Amazon Prime as well. And uh, you can see us on Sunday nights, m- almost every Sunday night, downtown at Luna Park. Luna Park, God, O-Lock, A-U-L-A-C. But uh, get on our email list and... Come see us. And we're, we have some exciting things coming up in the next year. So get on, get on, and uh, get on, right? And come on yeah, down. Yeah, come on down. You could follow me on Instagram, The Real Mitchie. Yes. Twitter, Micheline. Love that. And um, Mitchell Kaplan on Facebook. And do it. You'll see every star you've ever dreamed of. It's like hanging out with Mitch. And Mitch, that. you look so on it. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come see a Sunday night at Oloc downtown for Uncabaret. It's so much fun. Every Sunday we have it's a party and the audience is part of the party. So please join us. And um if you're LA local, doing a show with Sandra Bernhard in Long Beach. When? In September. Ooh, when? September. We'll That's see you go. there. Will That's she come on the show? We'll take that bus. That I can work on. Ooh. Eat it. You're up to that. Jack, um, it's my turn. Uh, EinsteinThePlay.com, or they call me MrFry.com. Spell out Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R. And Jack Fry Santa Monica. I'd love to hear from people. So, Fab. Yeah. Anyway. And yeah. I am Chrissy Carpenter. Uh, you can find me at Chrissy SoCal on Twitter. You can check out my show, TheInsideNoise.com. Or if you really want to know about me, you can go to ChrissyCarpenter.com, too. Tony, yes. owner of the station, thank you so much. Here's what I have to say. <laughs> He's it's like, we bored you into a coma. 
No, his own personal life did that. Um, oh. But here's what I have to say. Like, our show is just, its you never know where it's going to go. We have so much talent on the show. I thank our listeners. Uh, we're taking next week off because Good I need a break. Yeah. Good for you. July 4th. We're coming back on July 11th with Peter Page uh, from Queers Folk, also uh, producer of The Fosters. But. 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 but uh, like us on social media and uh, my emotional reach out to you guys is thank you for listening. I'm just a guy here. A very well-dressed guy. With a pocket. Very classy with the pocket. Yeah, but you can dress up whatever, but it's really like it's you guys that make the show. And Tony, you know, you make the show happen. Thanks, Tony. Thanks to my mom. Thanks to everybody on the show. Yeah, Love you guys. Uh, We're signing off. Uh, We're off next week, but we'll be back July 11th, and we have some big surprises. (gasps) Woo-woo! (laughs) Salsa! This has been On the Rocks with Alexander every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday!